Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whenever you need sports, sports conference, tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolchuk, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside Eric Giafalo and... Producer of the great Zach Bam. It is episode number 19, the big one nine. Shout out to Johnny Unitas, baby. Johnny U. We're talking NBA Finals. They're over. They're done with. We have a new champion. For the second time in three years, the Golden State Warriors have hoisted the Larry O'Brien. We'll go into some quick puck because Lord Stanley has also been hoisted. The greatest trophy. In professional sports. Oh, man, I love a good old-fashioned quick puck. We'll get weird with Wolchuk. We'll talk NFL. We'll dip into the UFC. Wonder Woman has been seen by me. Mm. I will tell you, good, bad, great, where we at? Definitely sexy. The DC Universe also lost a classic. The original television Batman as Adam West tragically passed away. And Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather might be happening. We'll get into all of that and more. But first and foremost, how's everybody doing? Good, man. You look good. You got a fresh cut. I did, yeah. I got a little bit of a haircut. Got a little bit of a beard trim. Beard was starting to just look a little too frilly. Mm. Curling on the sides. Had the little Jewish curls going. Got that Seth Rogen look going on. Yeah, big time rogie. And, uh, you know, I thought it was time. It's getting hot. It's like in the 90s now on the regular basis here in in uh, the DF dub, and I felt like, look, I'm gonna shave some off, and it, it is. It's a lot cooler. Good, yeah, no, it looks good. We're just a couple of dudes. I got my highlights last week know, ready man. for the summer. You're cutting your hair. We're just a couple of dudes being bros. How are you feeling? Are you feeling a little bit lighter after you just took that pre-show dump? Oh, I've never felt better in my life. You feel I, better? Listen, man, I hate doing that, and you know I do going in public and doing that stuff. Oh, I'm we've the, talked about it. You and I both. Exactly. I mean, I think anyone with their right mind only goes deuce deuce in public when they have to when it, you know emergency and that's what happened i mean we were strapped up ready to go for the show and i said whoa whoa, 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 whoa. always strapped it, it was emergency so i had to go hit the cane to you don't worry i courtesy flushed but the thing about these in order to courtesy flush here because it's the automatic flush you actually have to get up off the toilet for a second Dude, walk away kind of and then go back down i am you can't manually so flush. so happy that you've brought this up yeah I was working the Rangers game on Sunday mm, at, time. at the fan. Shouts out. I had to go. And you know, this is ironic that this has happened uh, because you and I both have, like I just mentioned, we hate public t- number twos. I mean, I think everybody does. Everybody should. You just want to like that. You're sick. Yeah. Mm. You, 
You're sick. You want to be in the comfort of your own environment. It's secure. It's safe. No if you question. want to derobe, you can do that. We talk about this Nosebleed Seats <laughs> podcast being a safe space, but let me tell you something. There's nothing safer than your own bathroom. <laughs> there is no safer space. And there's nothing less safe than a public bathroom when you, you have to go deuce-deuce. God knows what has been there before you. It's a nightmare. And putting over the, the covers, the toilet seat covers, whatever they have there, I don't know how to work them. I've got paper ripping here. I've got it. Oh, that's just. You've got the part in the middle that's hanging down. You take it off, I assume, or do you leave it there? And then if you poo on it, it's just kind of hanging. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I know. That's I've always wondered about that. Why is it even there? Why do we even have to have it there? That little middle piece that goes right through the seat. And it's not quite off. It just dangles yeah, there. It's, it's like, like what, it's, it's what's prepped the point? for you to rip it off. I don't get the point of even having it there. Just don't put it on for me, please. Listen, all you little uh, toilet seat cover makers there, go the extra mile for your customers and just take that little... We don't need that piece. I couldn't agree more. Because then it just dangles in the water, and it's just a weird situation. You always end up, always, 10 out of 10, you walk out of the bathroom, and you still got some sort of paper dangling off you in some way, whether it's at your waist, your foot, something, man. It's a nightmare. I'm one to just hold it in as long as possible. But But you couldn't last night? I couldn't on Sunday. I couldn't on Sunday. Or Sunday. And I knew this is just going to be miserable to sit through. I'm going to go. Well, do you go quick, and are you, like, in and out, or are you, like, I'm you not, gotta sit there? I'm a long time, like, I'm talking but 20 not, minutes. Even in public? Not in public. In okay. public, because it happens once every 10 years. You can't get out of there fast enough. I can't get out of there fast enough, but now we've got, you've been there, you're you're an intern now with the fan. Sure am. And our toilets in there are all the electric, you know, they're, they're sense, they sense things, exactly. I guess, it's a sensor. So, so as soon to- as you move up. It, it, it flushes. flushes. Yeah. So flushes. I'm I'm in the wiping process now. Oh. And I'm lifting the cheek and it's to get flushing. underneath there. Splash. And as soon as I hit back down, boom, it's flush. Yep. And in the hindsight, maybe it helps the stench a little. Because if you go into that bathroom, believe it or not, unless it's just like directly afterwards, after someone's gone, mm-hmm. it really doesn't smell too bad. Yeah, I haven't had an issue with it yet. So, but I haven't gone deuce there because, like you said, every 10 years. I mean, this moment I just had here at KNTU Studios was it's an anomaly so hopefully it never happens again and i hope it never happens again believe me but i've never gone at the fan but it's always smelled pretty solid in there so that's good it doesn't smell bad but 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 i was it was a weird thing i felt like i couldn't my wiping process was totally thrown off because every time i'm lifting the cheek flash splash flash well yeah the sensors are just a little too touchy a little too too much just wait till i'm done i'll tell you when i'm done okay don't don't force me off yeah and that's the good thing about the uh i hate getting forced off and I, I also, whenever I'm at, over here at KNTU, when I just went, it, it's not very sensitive, so it's good. Like, if I want a courtesy flush, I decide it's it's manual, but I can't do it with my hand. I got to just step off the toilet really quick. But you don't want it too sensitive like they got over there at the fan. It's like it's too high tech. It's too good. It's too good. But it's respectful to others because, like you said, it gets it out of there quicker than usual. This is true. And for that... I, pros and cons, but baby. W- what are the toilet situations like at the fan in terms of how low they are to the ground? Because I just got out of the one here at KNTU, and it is so low to the ground, that's my only bone to pick with it. It's well, like I practically got to sit on the floor to this thing. It's not any better at CBS Radio. It's like they're they they, they, they they're so courtesy to the guys that are like 5'5". Five five. It's like, dude, come on, the average guy is probably about six foot. Oh, God. Let's you raise know, these toilets up a little bit. Last week, you talked about Dirk coming in, and you had the run-in with Dirk in the bathroom. If he had have had to go number two, God bless him, his oh. knees would have been in his face. It would have taken him ten minutes just to get down, just to plop down onto the seat. It would have been a, a really hilarious. I wish I could have had a uh, 
a microphone or a camera in there to watch the process. Listen, if I would have walked that in there and he would have been gross. doing that, I, I don't know why I just said that. I would I would have snagged. I would have <laughs> if, if I would have walked in there and he was doing that, I would have probably snagged a pic just of like the uh, of his shoes of what of his feet of right the there under. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. right there yeah, under. Yeah. Like yeah, Dirk's taking a deuce, deuce. Lucky me. <laughs> Proudest moment ever. But it's weird. That, I'm glad that you brought that up. I know, Bab, actually, you had a birthday over the weekend, huh? I did. Happy, Happy birthday. I'm now birthday. an old fart. How yes. old? 22. You have always been oh, an old yeah. fart, Bab. From the time you were probably six years old, I imagine people described you as an old fart. You know what? You're actually not wrong. You probably, I know you, that. Did you no, get the, I'm being dead serious. Did you get that you're an old soul? Yeah. A lot? All the time. Yep. And now all they just the replace soul with fart. Pretty much. Did you grow up watching Mashed? Gilmore Girls? I'm not. Cheers. Or the Golden I'm Girls? Not, Is that what it was? Not that much of an old soul. <laughs> Whatever. You were watching Happy CFL days. football last night in your underwear. I'm not wrong. The silence tells me I'm not wrong. <laughs> I didn't have a game yesterday. Oh, that's why you were just so bummed out. You went to sleep by 730. And Vince Young's officially done now for the year? Uh, he's out four to six weeks with a torn hamstring. Bab, Bab what's it like having supper at 430 every day? Where's the best special in town? Ooh. That's what I want to know. Luby's Texas Roadhouse. Ooh. What do they nice. got? What are they offering? Steak and rolls, man. Prior to five? Steak and rolls. Bab, what's it like calling dinner supper on a regular basis? Isn't that like more of a country thing? I figured I figured it was an old folk thing. No. I don't know what it is. I mean, my dad grew up in Minnesota. They didn't say that. My mom grew up in the backwoods of Louisiana, and they did say that. So. Well, happy birthday, Bab. Happy You've been birthday, Bab. Since the yeah. day you were born. It was also my grandmother's 75th on Saturday. Ah, happy her birthday. 75th Grandma. birthday, yes. Grammy, uh, Grammy Walchick? Hepker. Hepker. Hepker, yes. We call her oh. Honey. For some reason, I uh, I started calling her Honey from a young age. Well, mm. And uh, that's that's become her, her name. So How all the grandkids. is that? Happy and Honey. Those are my grandparents. I call her Honey too, but I didn't know everybody honey. else did. Yep, there you go. Honey's the, the 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 way to go. So happy birthday, Honey! You said she was she turned sixty nine. You said seventy five. You oh, sick, you gotcha, sick gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, good lord, misheard you. My bad. My goodness gracious! All right, well, didn't some professional basketball take place last night? Did it? That's what I heard. Oh, that did happen, right? NBA Finals. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. You know, it was an all timer. Game five. Backs against the wall. What's going on? You have this. You look like a freaking. What's what's on? What's going on with your face right now? You're just like Walchick. You're just at a loss for words. I think Bab has misunderstood me. I misunderstood Bab. Mm. I've misunderstood everything that's happening now. Well, so we're gonna wonderful. get we're gonna get Kennedy Miller on at some point because Kennedy is probably distraught. He listen. We just need to bring him on and just run the butthurt alert imaging for the entire duration of the ten minute interview. Can we do that? Because I guarantee you. What did he say? He said Cleveland and six. I'm pretty sure he said Cleveland and six. Cleveland and six. But he he was fighting himself all week leading up to the finals for Cleveland and four. But he he upped it to six like a smart man, and he failed miserably like a dumbass. Well, I'll tell you guys, since we last met, it was game two, two games, and uh, three happened. And if you guys remember game three, it seemed like Cleveland had it. The whole way. And then all of a sudden, the last minute and a half. KD, baby. Kevin Durant turned into freaking Superman, put the cape on. Jesus Cristo. And my goodness, no one could stop him. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how in the world Cleveland blew game three. 
Yeah, and that was theirs. That was to theirs have. to have. You're totally right. And what happens if they win that game? Well, you saw they did end up winning game four. So who knows? Series could have been tied two to two, but hey, that's all she wrote for Mr. Uh, Mr. LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's a shame because LeBron played amazing. He was triple-double averaging in the finals, and it was efficient. It's not like a Russell Westbrook triple-double. A LeBron James triple-double is an efficient triple-double. He's scoring 30-plus points, and he's ridiculous from, from, the, from the start of the game, really, especially. He kind of fades out at the end, yeah. but whatever. 129-120 was your final in Game 5 as the Golden State Warriors won their second NBA title in three years. And you're right, man. As we get into some of the big, hard-hitting storylines, I don't know how anybody could have watched this series, even with how well Kevin Durant played, how anyone could have watched this series over the course of the five games where LeBron James averaged a triple-double over the course of the entire finals. He finishes game five with 41 points. 41 points. And I saw, like, stats of where, like, his last, like, 10 elimination games or something like that for LeBron where he's just, I'm pretty sure it's like averaging a triple-double and it's like 30-plus points in every single game, if not 40. Um, he was just ridiculous in all these closeout games. So it goes to show game five was no different. He was phenomenal. Unbelievable. And you watch it at the end in the fourth quarter, right? And maybe some people want to say, well, the Golden State kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit defensively. If you listen to the Warriors' quotes after the game from what Kevin Durant was saying, what David West was saying, what Draymond Green was saying... They were all as a team yelling at each other on the court. We got 30 seconds. Keep playing. Keep playing till the end. I don't think Golden State was really laxing. LeBron James effortlessly would just take this thing to the hole, back up, run through, dribble around, dunk over whoever it was, and score at will. Tell me how he is not the best player on planet Earth. Not only on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. If he's off the court, Cleveland has nobody to cover Kevin Durant. And he had so many strongman dunks. I mean, how many times did he just throw it down LeBron and just, ugh, just money? Or yeah, just that one alley off to the himself. glass. Yeah, off oh, the glass. That mama. was just ridiculous, man. I mean, he was he was every bit as good as you could imagine LeBron being. And it's a shame that he only got one or two games out of J.R. Smith, one or two games out of Kevin Love. And two or three games out of Kyrie Irving, and it's just that's just not going to beat this Warriors team. And Kevin Durant hit big shot after big shot. I mean, how many deep threes did he hit throughout this series when it really freaking mattered, man? Right there at the end, he'd hit a big three, and someone's in his face. It's not even like it's wide open shots. He played out of his mind, and credit to him. I am happy for him. I know a lot of people are just throwing vitriol and hate his way. And I get it a little bit, but, man, I couldn't be happier for him. He, and he played great. It wasn't like he was just riding some team's curtails a little bit. He was head and shoulders the best player on their team, and he blew me away. KD goes for 39 in 40 minutes, along with six boards, five assists. He was sensational, and it wasn't just in Game 5. I don't think there was any doubt from Games 1 to 5, and it's no disrespect to Steph Curry who is being overshadowed a lot because Kevin Durant was clearly the guy for Golden State. And he without, was the best player on that team. And without Kevin Durant, there's no question who would have won this series, and that's LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. As bad as his role players played, LeBron still would have won that series with no Kevin Durant. I was thinking the exact same thing yesterday. I, I was, you know, let's say KD doesn't go back to Golden State, but you give them Harrison Barnes back because they probably would have re-signed Harrison Barnes. No question. They so still get keep, Barnes. Let's keep everything else the same all the additions that were made other than KD. So Cleveland can still have Corver and all that. And Golden State, sure, maybe they, they still brought in 
whoever else sure you still got the main core guys you just keep harrison barnes you don't have kd it goes seven i'm telling it goes you now seven, and i think cleveland seven. does win and i, I think would Kyrie probably and lebron will it to happen yeah i'm with you and that just shows how great lebron is man and he because he carried that team throughout the whole the whole series and he's done it time and time again it's it's kind of this reminds me a lot of when because when you talk about what happens for LeBron, he loses in the finals again. Does that matter? And obviously, it doesn't help his overall finals record. It's not three good. and five. Three and five. Three so and five. When, when NBA you compare finals. that to the other greats, you know, it's not as good. But there's obviously so many variables to go along with that that you can't even that you can't even count. But I mean, how he was he was phenomenal. He was great. And Kyrie, to me, man, he was hurting last night. You could tell. With the back, with the knee, everything. I mean, he's he's on the sidelines for the couple minutes, the one or two minutes that he gets to be on the bench, not the sidelines. He's getting worked on. He's getting treated. He's grimacing. As soon as he pops on the floor, this dude's giving it 110%. I think Kyrie Irving, if he hadn't already planted the flag last year in the finals, I mean, this dude cemented his place among the top eight you think players so for, in the league, for, dude. Oh, yeah, he's definitely, easy, yeah, easy. he's definitely one of the top eight players, man. He's... And credit credit to Clay Thompson because you could see anytime anybody else besides Clay Thompson was on Kyrie Irving that he he put him on roller skates. They actually put every single Iguodala time. on him in Game Five, and that was an interesting move. They put they didn't have a single guard on the floor except for Steph, and they had Andre Iguodala playing Kyrie defensively, which was an interesting move there, yeah, coaching well, wise. And I think it kind of worked a little bit because Kyrie did not score. I don't think at all in the fourth quarter. I, I don't even remember, but I just know that throughout the series in general, anytime it wasn't Clay Thompson guarding Kyrie, he put the defender on skates, whether it was Curry or McCaw or whatever, whoever else you wanted to throw at him. Irving's handle is just unbelievable. But going back to LeBron for a second, I was going to say for his legacy, and you talk yeah. about his overall record in the finals is not great. But for this particular one, I think people are going to be looking at it more so like they did the first Cleveland and Golden State series, where you could tell Cleveland was just a, a really phenomenal team. And LeBron's supporting cast wasn't great, but LeBron himself was out of his mind great. And people didn't hate on LeBron very much for it. And I think that's going to happen again for this one. It's like, how can you hate on LeBron? You know what I'm saying? He, he lost again, but he was he was phenomenal throughout the series. And But KD, KD, I don't think, closed any ground in terms of who's the second best player. It's it's clear that he still is the second best player. But in terms of closing with LeBron, there's still a gap, man. I think what LeBron KD is did, ridiculous. Yeah, there's a gap. I think you're right. I think LeBron cemented but, himself because of his consistency. And when, it's not only just this series. When you think about it, over his 14-year career... The dude doesn't miss games. He sure doesn't miss playoff games. He's never been knocked out in the first round. He is just a model of consistency, not only on the court with his play, but physically being able to hold up with his body and being available for his team. And that is huge. Well, and then when you look at Durant, how much do you think that it affects Durant in the long term of the way this all went down and how he went to this team and won with a probably the greatest team we've, anybody's ever seen. I think the question was for KD when he was coming to Golden State, who whose team is it? And that's always the, like when LeBron went to Miami, and you're a Heat fan, you can attest to it. There was a question, whose team is it? Is it Wade's? Is it LeBron's? I think that was what people wanted to know. Whose team is this? Is it Steph's, the two-time MVP, or is it KD, the one-time MVP coming over from Oklahoma City? And I think that KD completely shut down any doubt this series he's the best player on that team and because of that 
I don't think you can bash the move. 100%. He was the difference maker. No, I'm totally with you. He is clearly the best player on their team, and he he was he was clutch again. That was just that was kind of a knock on Durant a little bit going into is it does he kind of fold when the going gets super tough? Right when it, it like he could win a series, he's up three one, and then. Golden State comes back and beats the Thunder. You've seen it time and time again. He can't win the biggest of the big. And for him to come through like that and hit big shot after big shot in just about every single game of the finals, I think it was great to see for him. And he was super excited last night. And LeBron, and I don't know if we have any of these quotes from LeBron because I know we have some audio, but LeBron was talking about the super teams and how he's never been on a super team and how he doesn't consider his team a super team. And I guess basically thinking that Golden State's the only super team that's ever been here i'm like dude come on man i mean i'm a heat fan but you guys you guys showed up into miami you basically flew in on private jets you went right and you, you threw a huge party parade not one before. yeah not exactly two, like not three what are you talking and it's just three of you it's not just bosh four. it's just bosh wade and lebron like dude don't talk to me about not being on a super team before and then you go and you link up with irving and love i mean that's that's supposed to be a super team it's not our fault that love didn't end up being a good player for y'all yeah, we didn't. Uh, we weren't able to get the LeBron audio. We do have KD after the win, which we'll play here in a second. But because you brought up Kevin Love, Kevin Love can't have six points for you in an elimination game in the finals, dude. The fact that he wasn't in double figures in the fourth quarter is freaking shameful, and it's bizarre because the dude dominated. What was it, game three? Yeah, he had a couple of moments, and he had one game. Yeah, it had to be game three, the the, the game that Cleveland. Or no, 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 game four. It had to be game four. Game four, game four he was won. money from three. He was money. The entire Cavalier offense. I mean, they set a record for most points in a finals in a quarter. They set a record for most threes in the finals in a game. I mean, their offense was explosive. But Kevin Love, too often, and it hasn't just been this series. There's been moments throughout his two years with Cleveland in the playoffs that he's been participating. He just is completely where is Caleb out there. And if you're going to be the number three guy, especially competing against a team in Golden State who's stocked and loaded four deep, legit stud muffins, you've got to get more from KD. There's no excuse for him, for, for Kevin Love, excuse me, not to be in double figures in the fourth quarter of an elimination game in the NBA Finals. And now I want to ask Kennedy about it, and I want to ask him about multiple players, but is Kevin Love, is he going to be sent somewhere? Is he going to be traded? What do you do with him? Because he's clearly not the not the answer for you guys. And he, I don't know how many other assets they have. I know they're, they're cap-strapped. They overpaid for J.R. Smith. They overpaid for Tristan Thompson. So I don't know what they're going to be able to do with Kevin Love. But I want to ask him if they're thinking about getting rid of him. And I want to see what LeBron's thinking. Because now I'm like, dude, you could tell by the way LeBron was talking last night after the game at the press conference. Man, he's thinking about... He's not sure. He, he's, even, he acknowledged he's always it. He's like, I'm not picture, sure. He's man. thinking big picture. And he doesn't know where he needs to place himself. If that means... Going elsewhere, which I don't know if he has the ability to go elsewhere until after this next season. I think he's definitely season. got one more year in Cleveland, okay. for okay. sure. So there you go. But but big picture, I, I I think it's more likely than than not that LeBron's out of Cleveland in the next two or three years. I don't disagree with that. Unless they can find a way to go get a Paul George and get Paul George to commit to them long term. You know, if you trade for Paul George and he gets up next free agency, which is he becomes a free agent next year and goes to L.A., well, that's so sad. So I don't know. I just don't LeBron, know. Who. LeBron to LA is something that I've seen rumored. They've LeBron got a to top pick now. That's one of them. I, I am interested to know because just recently his house was like vandalized, uh, a racially insensitive that's vandalization true. to his house in LA. And I, I wonder if that would make him not even want to go there. That, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hey, no, that's something. But it does seem like a lot of LeBron's life after basketball will probably be in, in Los Angeles in that area. Because you'd assume 
He's already kind of planted the seed with some of the films and commercials that he's done, but he's trying to go the Hollywood route and be a big time superstar in film, TV, yeah, but commercials. He's got so much time to worry about that, and he's big at all times. LeBron will be big now, will be big later. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but him. he's trying, and this is my line of thinking. He probably is living the majority of his life post basketball in LA. So if he could retire in his remaining years with the Lakers, I think that that is a viable situation. No, I mean, the Lakers would need to do a lot. A lot of things would have to happen, but that's obviously a destination you could see him going. Possibly. It would be interesting to see him go to the West because I think if he stays in the East, we're going to see LeBron play in the finals for another, at least another four. 20 straight years. Yeah, I mean, at least another 4,000 yeah. years if he stays in the East. So, and I don't care whose his teammates are if he's in the East. You know what I'm saying? So, but but the question is, how many finals does he end up going to, and how many can he end up winning? Because that team over there in the West is so freaking ridiculous. The only thing that could, that could prevent Golden State is injury, because that you've you've seen Kevin Durant miss considerable time throughout his career at, at points. Same thing with Steph Curry. They're kind of on the fragile side in terms of NBA players. So that's the only thing that could prevent a, 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 just a total four or five year run from Golden State because they State seem because sure. Golden State seems incredibly Destiny, committed man. to stay together whatever they got to do take a little bit less money they all just seem like they're having so much fun and and why wouldn't you want to say that look it's the most pretty beautiful fun basketball ever you hear that all these guys get up to the microphone they're like it's it's easy honestly I got Durant beside me I got Curry I got this I got that it's like oh yeah we when love you, each other we're in San Francisco and let's go baby and we're all 27 and yeah. 28 we're about let's to get ball. a new arena built for us. So, yeah, this is great. Let's go get They're some more dynasties. This is a dynasty we're witnessing unless somehow LeBron and Cleveland can add a piece. I'm telling it's, you. It's LeBron and Kyrie. You look at the rest of this roster. Kevin Love, man, Caleb's been disappointing. And I, I'm a Kevin Love fan, but for whatever reason, the guy just hasn't He hasn't been a piece that's pushing Cleveland over the top. Tristan Thompson, he's signed long-term. They gave him a big deal. He's a good role player. He's an energy guy. Bangs home, rebounds off the glass big time. But there was moments in this series, you saw them tweaking lineups. He wasn't getting a lot of PT. J.R. Smith, hit or miss. Richard Jefferson, aside from LeBron and Kyrie, was probably the best player for Cleveland in the NBA Finals. The dude was all over the place, offensively and defensively. Corver was a huge bust. How many wide-open threes did he miss? Don't even get me Darren started. Darren Williams is a freaking scrub of his old self right now. I got to say, in game five... Liability out there, he dude. He played decent. I, I said he was a cupcake D-Will? away from being a left guard. No. Anytime Darren Williams he was decent sh- last shot game. the ball, it was like, oh, jeez. But overall, yeah, he, he's gone. Amon Shumpert. Terrible. I mean, so he's on the team defensively. He didn't make any kind of defensive impact in this series at all. Zero. And he with the ball in his hands, you would think he had a grenade in his hands. Channing Fry didn't even play. So this is a team about their vaunted bench. That's something we can bring up to Kennedy because we talked about it last show. We kept hearing from Cleveland supporters, well, the Cavs bench is legit. (laughs) This bench, aside from the one game they won in game four where the whole team was just lit, they stunk. Aside from Richard Jefferson, man, they stunk. But we haven't heard the last from LeBron, believe me, because he's thinking, who can I get? Where can we go? What can we do? This is kind of a new challenge. It's almost, I feel like it's almost going to be a little bit reinvigorating for LeBron. Like, okay, what do I do? Let's map this out. Let's get strategic. Let me put my owner, my GM hat on. And where do I place myself? And who do I place myself with to go compete with that freak show of a team over there in San Francisco? 
So it's going to be, I think it's going to end up being really fun. And we this KD LeBron finals matchup could end up being something we get year after year. And it becomes an all time player on player rivalry that we talk about like bird and magic. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like we talk like about it. those finals matches. And I think I'm not saying LeBron's going to be doing it in Cleveland. I don't know where he's going to be doing it, but he's going to be doing I it with some bad does, though, man. You hope he stays in Cleveland for, I mean, I can understand. I do. I think he should stay in Cleveland. And I know I've, I've listened to people in the know that say, hey, I don't think LeBron's ending his career in Cleveland. There's probably going to be a third phase to his career. But I would like to him for him, especially when you've got Kyrie, who's young, and Kyrie is legit. If you can finagle it where you can get another star in with you, you've already got two. I just think it's easier. you got an owner that's willing to spend. I'd like for him, just selfishly as a fan, for him to stay in Cleveland. Well, for personally, for me, I couldn't care less where he goes or if he stays or what. But I, I would imagine that staying in Cleveland would be something he would that would be first on the agenda. Can we make this happen? But if he can't make it happen, he's shown he will leave. Oh, he'll leave. He'll leave. He'll yeah. leave the city of Cleveland. He'll leave, and he'll leave his best friend, aka Dwayne Wade. So he doesn't care about you, Kyrie, in the same way of listen. If I, I want to stay with you. You're great, but if, if we can't do it here, I got to go somewhere else. So be it, man. I've left my best friend before, and I've left basically my hometown before. Le- so yeah. I'll do it again. He's shown it. Let's see what happens. He's but, willing to do what's best for LeBron and the King legacy, but right? I think in the immediate future, we need to ask Kennedy about this. I, I'm seeing that Cleveland seems like they're going on a full court press to try to make a trade for Paul George. I think they're going to be all season. in on and whatever LeBron says oh, they need sure. to do. And if it's Paul George, oh yeah, I, and I, if Cleveland wants it bad enough, I think it's going to happen. If I'm Paul George, unless it's the Lakers, and I want to go back home and play for the Lake Show, which is always tempting because the Lakers always have that kind of aura about them. Well, and that's his hometown. Exactly, home. Yeah, going home. Like I said, but oh, my yeah, bad. I, Cleveland, Cleveland's got a shot to win it next year. The Lakers, with when Paul the hell George. are they going to go? Yeah, with Paul George. Sure. Yeah, and you would have to imagine Kevin Love is the one who's getting dealt in that. Yeah, it would have I mean, to be. why is Indiana giving up Paul George for for nothing? And Kevin Love will probably go and put up incredible stats with the Pacers. It's funny just how, how it basketball goes. works, man. That's just how it goes. But I do love the whole aspect of the KD LeBron rivalry now. And KD said, "Yeah, it's a rivalry." Uh, let's hear actually him post game last night. I think it was with Doris Burke, and he actually spoke to what it's like playing against LeBron. If you remember in 2012. He lost his member of the Thunder. Now he's finally beaten LeBron. They're one and one in the final series. He's the only person that I was looking at since I, since 2012. He's the only one that I looked at and said he's he's the only guy that could look me eye to eye. And I knew it was going to be a battle. I was trying to challenge him. He averaged a damn triple double. Can't stop the guy. But we battled, man. We battled him. You know, I told him, I told him we tied up now. And, uh, you know, we were trying to do this thing again, but I'm going to celebrate this one tonight. KD, baby. They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. They're going to, and they will. They're on a collision course again. I mean, what are the NBA odds for next year's championship? I think it's Golden State 1, Cleveland 2, and then 12 to 1 is is 3, and that's San Antonio. And the only way I think San Antonio makes it interesting is if they somehow land Chris Paul in the offseason. Otherwise, it's another collision course. Golden State and Cleveland, assuming LeBron stays, even if Cleveland is intact, they're going to win the East unless Boston lands, you know, whoever they take number one in the draft is just a complete freak show. Not going to happen. And it's not going to happen. I agree. I think they maybe in three or four years, but not next year. Not next year.
supposedly there were a pair of game five tickets that got sold in golden state for like on the floor that were like record breaking it was like over uh it was like over a hundred something thousand per ticket wow per 134 134 thousand thank you bab you walking encyclopedia you coming in clutch there 134 grand for one of those tickets man is that insane that is insane that is mind-blowing right there I hope it was a Warriors fan must have purchased those, right? Why else would you want to be there? Yeah, that's true. Celebrate you have to the imagine. title. If it's a, what if you were a Cleveland fan? You bought those tickets and you watch them go down in Game Five. Oh, the dagger! You just wasted hundred and forty thousand. What you said? Six figures, hundred thirty-four. Oh, good lord! And also for those My of house. you, all, for those of you that care about the ratings, last night's game or Game Five of the Finals, it was a sixteen rating which is the highest rated NBA game for a non game seven in ESPN history. So take that with you, what you may. I, I heard the regular season NBA numbers have been pretty much down and they should be because it's a watered down product that I've said all year long. The sport doesn't matter until you get to the finals because of these two teams. Yeah. Well, and the, the sport kind of lends itself to that a little bit. I mean, basketball, you don't, re- you don't overly care. Same thing with baseball. You don't overly care. You know, it's long and it's drawn out and the games don't overly matter. So you don't remember things from the regular season. It's not like football that way. Basketball is kind of a sport that's built for the postseason anyways. This year was just even more so because there was clearly only two teams. Usually you got maybe there's two just, teams even in, in the playoffs. There's no so. intrigue. Yeah. If you're not worried, usually maybe you get an upset. You get a Memphis over a San Antonio or something crazy or a Golden State over Dallas like in 2007 and 8 over a 1. There's, there's reason to watch. This was just, okay... Especially with Golden State going undefeated for their first, what was it, 14 games? 15 games? I mean, Lord Almighty. No, no intrigue, man. No intrigue. I, the K, That's the one thing about the KD move that I'll say. I'm not going to knock the guy because I think at the end of the day, he did what was best for him. And I know people are going to say he was up 3-1 against Oklahoma City or against Golden State last year with Oklahoma City. They had a chance to win if he had a state in OKC with Russell Westbrook. Maybe eventually they could have gotten over that hurdle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. All I know is he's an NBA champion now. He's an NBA Finals MVP now. From that standpoint, the dude made the right decision. He did what's best for him. I'm not going to knock him for that. Can we get to the David West, Tristan Thompson face kissing? Make out? Man, they totally got into it. Dude, and it was. It is Pride Month, right? It's a month of pride. Month of pride. So pride. you kiss your brother. Like LGBT pride. Oh, gotcha. I had no idea. It is. I should have known by Babs' rainbow shirt he had on. That makes perfect sense. And hats. Sense. Yeah, and the hats. Are hat. those rainbow socks? Jeez, Bab, you got they the whole clouds on them, too. Man, that's awesome, you. Bab. You really get into this Jeez, month, don't dude. you, Bab? Wow. For the record, I'm wearing an Astros shirt and Astros hat. Yeah, well. But they did used to have rainbow uniforms. They did. So They did know. used to have rainbow uniforms. Tequila you Sunrise. Tequila Sunrise. But back to this Weston Thompson kiss, who do you think wanted it more? I think David West wanted it more. He went right in there, man. He did kind of go. He really for it. was aggressive. But Thompson, with it. Thompson didn't look mad. Oh, he didn't about back it, down. He didn't. He certainly did not back down. He welcomed it a little bit. It was kind of like I come ninety, then you come ten. Yeah, and he definitely came ten. He did. Gosh, man, what a scene! I, I, that's probably when you think about all-time finals moments in what, the history of things. That's Michael the, Jordan, the best one. Shot. Though, I think I they think should probably change the, the NBA logo. To the West Thompson kiss. Nah, man, that's too much. Is that man, too much? That's too, too much. far. That's where we that's draw the line. Much, man. Get out I just want to see where it goes. No. How about Steph Curry, though? The quietest 34 points 
I mean, you look at his stat line across the finals. It, it just shows how KD completely overshadowed everything. Steph Curry had a pretty damn good finals for a guy that's been ripped. Oh, he sucked two years ago. He sucked last year. He was pretty darn good, but Kevin Durant was just so freaking sensational. You don't even really think about Steph. I don't know, man. The more I look at this, I, th I think Thompson wanted it more, bro. Oh, he did? It, it just, he's got that look in his eye that, like, he was a little bit surprised, but so happy all at the same yeah. time. It was like tempers were flaring. Was and he it's chubbing like, a little? It's like, can baby, let's see if there's any fight. action going down I low? can't say, I can only assume it by the look on his face, but I, I don't get, I can't confirm. It, I think J.R. Smith was got a little jealous. Yeah, Smith, you could Smith ran right Smith in there and said, like, like, what about me? Yeah. And I get it. He's crossfaded, you know, it you is, know how J.R. Smith plays. He's playing dropping dimes everywhere. I want some too. A little Hennessy in you makes you want to kiss people. I get it, JR. Little Hennessy. No, but it was it was beautiful. What a moment. What a moment. I mean, to really commemorate the whole finals there with Thompson and West. It was great. That was definitely one of the... What did you think of the officiating, though, overall? I mean, last night, even that play got a little interesting because they ended up going tech for West, tech for Thompson. Yeah. Tech for... Uh, I got to say, overall, I mean... JR? I, I don't think... I don't think there's much to complain about across the board in the whole series. Now, last night in particular, they called a pretty tight game, I'd say. Um, but that's fine because they were pretty consistent with it. I, I prefer less calls so i'd rather not call a tight game but at least oh you prefer it, less calls i prefer less oh, calls. do you yeah that's interesting yeah I, I don't like seeing free throws i know most oh, people you don't do. like seeing free throws or inbounding i what know if it, it's what if it really is the main reason you win an nba title though the amount of free throw opportunities a certain player in particular gets over the, another team are in you the nba finals are you beating around the d wade 06 final smashing uh, of the Mavericks. Is that what I'm doing? Is that what you're beating is around that, what I'm that doing? bush? I don't know. I think the officials definitely played a role in that series. Well, either way. Either way. A man who can put us all at ease. That is neither here nor there, Wolchik. I think that we we need to put our differences aside over 06, and we need to help a buddy of ours, Kennedy Miller, try and just make sense over what happened regarding the series. Kennedy went Cavs in six. It ended up being Warriors in five. Joining us now on the No Split Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab, the great Kennedy Miller, our Cleveland Cavaliers and NBA insider. Kennedy, how are you holding up, brother? Uh, I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm pretty good today. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing all right, man. We're living the dream here. Kennedy, honestly, man, I'm just happy you're still alive, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I know you'd be down in the dumps. Now, before we get to this finals and how sad I know you probably are, are you still in Houston coaching up the AAU squad? Yep, still coaching the team. How's your squad doing, man? Are they winning games or, or what's going on? Uh, we're doing pretty well. We won a couple of games. Uh, we placed in some tournaments. There have been some games that we should have won that we didn't, but it's okay. Have you gotten teed up at all? Any technicals? You gotten, gotten emotional with the refs? Got to. No, they, they've told me to sit down a couple of times. And be because, humble? Yeah, Kendrick Lamar style. So, uh, you know, I just take my cue and I, I sit down. I try not to pick up any text. What, what, coach, what, what basketball coach do you look up to? Like, who do you try to model your coaching after? Uh, I have several coaches, actually, that I would, like, try and model after. For Ty Lue? Several different reasons. I like, you know, Coach K. Mike Brown? That's funny. Well, Chuck. Steve Kerr? No, not those guys. I think they're kind of overrated. Rick Carlisle. I do like Rick Carlisle. I wouldn't say he's one of my role models, but I think he's a great offensive mind. How about Spolstra? Eric Spolstra's a pretty good coach. Hell yeah. 
Eric Spolster is a pretty good coach. Jason I think Kidd. he'll win coach of the year. We're just bombarding him. Kennedy, give us give us your coach. Who do you model your game after? I'm going to guess Popovich. No, I wouldn't say Popovich, although I do admire like his style of coaching, how everyone is valuable on the court. And, you know, it's a, it's team basketball. That's why it's five guys out there instead of one. And so everybody is as valuable as the next man. You have to trust each other and play solid defense, and you always give your, you know, yourself a chance to win. I like Brad Stevens in Boston. Uh, I like his patience, you know, with his team. I like, you know, how he views basketball as kind of like a, a chess match and pieces need to be moved around here or there. Um, I like Bob Huggins at West Virginia. Oh, nice. I would say that. Because, you know, he's – The hugs. You know, they're very aggressive with the way that they play, and you're never going to have an easy night against them because of the way they press. And I I, I think, like, especially in college basketball, that pressing is very very critical in success because it makes opponents think about their game plan. It makes them have to adjust their game plan. They can't do what they want against a team that that throws them off. So those are a couple of guys that I look up to. What do you think about the in-game interview? I, I mean, I like it. I think it gives fans a perspective of what the coaches are thinking unless, you know, they're talking to Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr is trying to be sarcastic like Greg Popovich. But, I mean, as far as most coaches, I think it's okay as long as, you know, I wouldn't do it in like a game seven. Like, because I don't know. Yeah, when any, they're real into it. I just think it's distracting, right? Yeah, I don't know if any coach would want to talk well, during a game like that. I will say both head coaches in the finals. I think handled that part pretty well. But overall, what the hell? What what happened, Kennedy? I know this is going to be a loaded question, but I think that you really probably just need to get a lot off your chest. What happened in this series with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Get it off, Ken. Oh, I mean, uh, game three, dude, I'm still trying to fathom how the hell they blew that in the final minute and a half. Well, I knew that – I knew that – it would go down to the wire when we are up by almost four with like a minute, uh, almost a minute left. And Kevin Durant got like an easy bucket on the inbounds play against Tristan Thompson within like five seconds. So I was like, well, it's kind of like a two for one possession now. Even if we miss the shot, they're still going to have a chance to win it. And which is exactly what happened. You know, LeBron takes a fadeaway jumper, the first shot, which allows the Kevin Durant layup. And then, uh, Kevin Durant comes down and hits that three. And so, you know, then there was that play where LeBron passed it to Kyle Corver in the corner where people thought he should have taken it. And I agree. I, I do think he should have taken it to the rim because Draymond Green has five fouls at that point. And, I mean, who can really stop LeBron from going to the rim? Especially knowing that you have five fouls. Now, the pass to Kyle Corver is the right, I guess, basketball play, you could say. But that's not the right play that you make in so that situation. You you wanted LeBron to shoot that. You didn't think he should have passed that off to Corver in the corner, which is the reason Cleveland signed him in the first place. Yeah, he pitched out. No, I, I don't think he should have passed that ball. Not being down 2-0, no. Well, uh, Kennedy, I want to go back into probably one of the most important plays and moments uh, in the finals, particularly in Game 5 there. And we may look back at this moment, Kennedy, as one of the most historical moments in in finals history ever david west tristan thompson the the kiss um i just want to take us through that moment who do you think wanted it more first and foremost and just what did you think about the whole thing i want to know who won i thought it was i thought it was pretty weird i don't i don't think tristan thompson if you know the refs let that fight happen i don't think he would have won 
me and my best friend in high school, we used to joke because David West is like, it's it said that he knows like a bunch of like jujitsu moves and everything like that. And so uh, as soon as it happened, he like texted me and he was like, Tristan Thompson better watch out because David West will put him to sleep with like a pressure point or something. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Uh, I'm talking about the kiss, Kennedy, the kiss. Oh, the kiss? The kiss. Yeah. Not the, uh, the Kama Sutra. Yeah, not the Kama Sutra. We're just talking about the uh, the foreplay. Uh, Tristan Thompson got pretty deep in there. Didn't he? I'm telling Thank you, Kennedy. That's what I just said. After further review, I thought it was going to be David West. It looked like he wanted it more. He went 90, and Tristan so passionately went the other 10. You got to get deep in there. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Thompson definitely, I don't know if, you know, Chloe hasn't been doing her job at home. Oh, shots fired at the Kardashians. Bang, bang. He, he wanted it more. Kennedy fatigue. Fatigue, fatigue, fatigue. Going back to even you're you're wanting LeBron to shoot that in game three. I think maybe a reason LeBron passed it off was was fatigue. I think LeBron and Kyrie, the minutes they logged, not only in this series, but especially LeBron all the way leading up to the NBA finals, do you mm-hmm. think they flat out just just lost energy late in a few of these games? Well, here's my thing. I do think fatigue was a factor, but I don't think it's because of the minutes. In the first three games, LeBron was, I mean, just going ape crazy in the first half. Just, you know, trying to dunk on every, dunked on JaVale McGee a couple of times. He's just doing everything he could in the first half, to, you know, to keep the team alive and to keep a steady lead. And by the third and fourth quarter, you start to see a different LeBron. He's not attacking anymore. He, he, he's staying in the corner, settling for jump shots now. And so I'm like, well, it, the case, I mean, it's easy to say that he got tired because you can tell when a guy starts settling for jumpers after they've gotten whatever they wanted at the rim in the first half that, I mean, it's just wearing them down. Kennedy Miller joining us on Nosebleed Seeds. Kennedy, uh, how, how many seconds into game one did you realize that your prediction of Cavs and six was not going to happen? Oh, in the, in the first game? I, yeah, how many seconds into game one? Five, six. I thought we would win. Oh, really? Wow. False confidence, yeah. huh? So, okay, at what point did you know then? Was it really up until the buzzer sounded in game five that you knew that it was all over? Um, after we lost game three, that's when I, I figured it was over. And the way that we lost it, you know, with him hitting the shot like that over LeBron, I thought it was just too, like, too monumental, too historical to – to come back from now. I mean, we had a surge in game four, and I was like, well, you know, if they can keep the physicality level up and if they can just win game five in Golden State, then it'll start to um, make some palms sweaty and overthink some decisions. But, I mean, you know, credit to, to Kevin Durant, man. He he played outstanding. Yeah, he, let's talk about KD. I mean, he, he was sensational for me. Coming at the big-picture things that I think will be remembered from this series, in my opinion – People will talk about Golden State's legacy, sure. But for me, LeBron James is hands down the best player on the planet, and I don't think it's close. And two, the Golden State Warriors are Kevin Durant's team, and he's the best player on that team, despite having Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Definitely. And, I, I mean, I said that during, like, Steph's MVP years when they were starting to say that, you know, he was the second or, or best player in the world. And I would say, you know, he's not even better than Kevin Durant. Because, you know, Steph Curry is an outstanding shooter, and he's an all-time great at what he does. But Kevin Durant is no slouch at shooting the ball either. But the difference is Kevin Durant is 6'10", and he can get 
almost any shot and he wants to. Now you can you can like try and put a, a couple of guys on, on Steph Curry that's gonna uh rough him up or slow him down. Kevin Durant, it doesn't matter who you put on him. He's gonna get his shot off anytime, any place. Well, going back to LeBron real quick, I have a quote from him that he said after last night's game, I'm going to read to you, and I want to know if you agree or if you disagree. LeBron said, I don't believe I've played for a super team. I don't believe we're a super team here, talking about the Cavs team right now. Do you agree or disagree? Um, it, It's tough for me to agree on that. I, I get what he's saying because in Miami, which was considered a super team, it – it was almost a big one for most of most of his time there because of uh, Dwayne Wade, constant injuries, Chris Bosh, you know, hovering around 14 to 16 points a game. Um, he was asked to carry the load in Miami, which is ultimately one of the reasons why he left because it wasn't a big three. It was a, it was a big one. And so, um, you know, in Cleveland, I do think this is somewhat of a of a super team because I think it was two super teams going up against each other, except for the team that was also super team added a top two player in the league. Yeah, it sounds like LeBron just got out super teamed. That's all it was. He just got out super teamed. Because, he wasn't I mean, the superist. How do you how do you even go from there after they get a former MVP, a four time scoring champion? You know, I don't know who else you try and pursue. Well, that's that's kind of what I was going to ask you. Kevin Love, garbage, absolute garbage in this series besides maybe one game. Uh, what happens to him? Is he a Cavalier next year? I think you explore, you know, different trade scenarios for Kevin Love. You know, like, obviously there's a Paul George rumor floating around. So, K-Love for Paul George. There's also, you know, uncertainty for Kyrie Irving, even though he played extremely well. You know, I heard of a Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler for Jimmy Butler scenario as well. So I, I don't think that LeBron will will stay stagnant with this team because they lost in, in five games. Like, I mean, they, you know, they almost got swept. And some people say they should have got swept. And so, you know, I think it's going to be some dramatic changes. Carmelo Anthony, another name. You know, will they try and get him? What about the bench? You, you were talked about a lot about the bench, the Cleveland we heard a lot about the bench, the Cavaliers. How disappointed were you? Uh, aside from Richard Jefferson, I thought Cleveland got absolutely nothing from their bench outside of game four, but that was kind of just an anomaly. The whole team was on fire. But for the rest of that series, the bench stunk, especially Darren Williams and Amon Shumpert. They did. And, you know, one of the people, that, and it's actually pretty funny because LeBron was one of the people that wanted to get rid of him, but Deion Waiters would have been a great addition to this Cavalier team. Shouts out to my Heat, baby. Shout out to your Heat. Even though he played, you know, even though he wanted the ball constantly in his hands that first year LeBron was there, and, you know, they ultimately got rid of him for J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert. If he was on this team now, you know, it would give him an extra shot maker, an extra person comfortable with the ball in his hands. Because, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I see Iman Shumpert with the ball dribbling, it, it's not a pretty sight. Oh, God, we talked about we Kennedy, thank you for that, because we talked about that last week, how just out of control, clueless, and, and scared, really, that Iman Shumpert looks when he has the ball in his hands. It's like he's dribbling a grenade, and he's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. But really, he's the grenade, because he's about to blow up. I mean, it's just so reckless, and, you know, it's so, like, 
I have all this athletic ability, but, you know, I haven't really mastered the fundamentals yet. And so I don't – you just got to look for some options. I'm sure LeBron is already looking on the, the free agent radar and trying to get some numbers uh, to, to contact. Well, let, let me give you some names. Paul Millsap's out there from the Hawks. You've got Rudy Gay, who's coming off an injury, Drew Holiday, uh, Nerlens Noel, who's expected to sign back with the Mavericks, but you never know, Otto Porter Jr., from the Wizards, I don't think Chris Paul's an option there. What Blake Griffin, maybe, and then of course you've got Gordon Hayward, and then the potential trading of Paul George or maybe Jimmy Butler. So out of those names, which are kind of the cream of the crop, quote unquote, of this year's free agent class, what does Cleveland have to do to be able to get back to the finals, which they should probably be able to do with ease, but to beat Golden State? Because you know, unless Chris Paul goes to San Antonio, I think the Warriors are just running through the West again. Um. Well, I think that you need to explore that Paul George trade because, um, you know, free agent wise, we don't have any money. We don't have any money like whatsoever. And so the only chance that we have is to get a free agent because you're not going to get, you're going to need big time stars. Rudy Gay is coming off an Achilles injury, which, you know, is a killer for, for most athletes careers, uh, especially one as athletic as Rudy Gay once was. Um, Paul Millsap, you know, I don't, I don't really think his game would translate well with Cleveland. Gordon Hayward, I think, is a lock to go to Boston with his former college coach Brad Stevens. Um, so I mean, you you just need to explore, you know, different trade options to try and get Paul George or, you know, maybe Jimmy Butler. Where do you think uh, this Golden State Warriors team will rank? When we're looking back on the greatest of all time teams, that's kind of been the discussion. If they had been able to pull off the sweep, we really would have had something to talk about. But they still won it in five over a, a team that you think very highly of and a player who many people consider one of the greatest of all time, if not the best, in LeBron. Where does Golden State rank, and do you think they're going to be right there again next year? And, and how long can they sustain this greatness? Um, well, I mean, that's the key right there. How long? I don't. We'll, we'll have to see how long they can con- sustain the greatness because like you said if Chris Paul goes to San Antonio that changes things you know if Chris Paul goes to the Pelicans with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins I mean the blueprint on Golden State is they're soft on the inside and who's got a better big man duo than those two guys and you know getting Chris Paul who would who else would be a better floor general for those guys to uh, receive the ball from and so if they can add some shooters pretty sure J.J. Redick would be cheap and would love to play with Chris Paul another time. Then, I mean, this is a lot of speculation, but the Pelicans could be very good sooner rather than later. Well, Kennedy, thank you very much. I hope that you enjoy uh, the rest of your summer coaching. Enjoy some time off. I know you're always grinding, though. Basketball's never far away from you, but LeBron, LeBron, I'm sure we'll be back and better than ever next year, buddy. Oh, I already know. We'll get you on for some free agency talk here in a couple of weeks, Kennedy. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Later, brother. Take care, baby. Kisses. Kisses on the way out. Oh, Kennedy Miller. Man, I'm so glad he's just... He seems upbeat. He seems... He he seemed a little down, but it wasn't as bad as I expected. Yeah, I thought he was going to be down in his sorrows. It was not quite as bad as I thought. But uh, the NBA Finals are now in our rear view. And we move on quickly. The NBA does a quick turnaround with the draft. I think it might be next week. Next Thursday. We'll have Nick Nepic on next week to talk about the NBA draft, our NBA draft insider. 
He is the freaking man. He'll also be on the local, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the local 105.3 The Fan, CBS Radio, KRLD FM coverage of the NBA draft. So you can catch him on that. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. And like you said, Eric, we'll try and get Kennedy back on to talk about some free agency because there's always movement and shaking going on. I freaking love NBA free agency, dude. It's pretty fun. It is so good. And it's right there in the dead part of sports. So it's like you need that week just to kind of Give you a little, give you a little love in the veins to get you to training camp. It's right? all about that until you training just, you camp just need finally to just hold gets going. you over just enough to get you to training camp. So yeah, we'll definitely have Kenny Miller back on the nosebleed seats for some NBA free agency chatta. The NBA season, not the only one that finished. You're listening to the NBA uh, Finals recap. We're done with that now, and now on Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, and producer Bam, we talk about the Stanley Cup Finals with a little quick puck. Take it away, Bab. Oh, yeah, right there. I love this theme. Mm, it's so tantalizing. Right there. Wait, well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. All right, we're in. Yes, the Stanley Cup's been awarded. Lord Stanley, the best, I mean, it is the best, best, best trophy, right? Yes. In professional the sports. The greatest trophy in professional How sports. How much does that thing weigh? 40 plus pounds? Uh, 35. Woohoo! It looks like it. Ah, get your thumb out of there. <laughs> but, yes, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, turn around. From two losses in Nashville and respond by shutting out the Predators in games five and six, six to nothing. They chase Pecorine from the net in game five, and then a two to nothing semi controversial win uh, in game six. And you said Predators in seven, right? That I said Predators in seven. Mm. I came so close. Good came very close. You came, very close. Oh my God. At least you, you didn't come so far. Close. That is just the fourth loss of the postseason at home for Pecorine, the Nashville goalie. What arena? Pekka. Oh, I thought it was Pecker. No. Is he Finnish? Pekka. He is from Finland, yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, 2 to nothing win. Kind of controversial because the uh, Nashville had a goal, I can't even really say disallowed. Keep going. Because it never went in the net before the whistle blew. The, the shot, basically, to, to visualize it, the shot yeah, came. I don't know if you saw this. Did you watch this game at all? I I'm did. I'm watching. God. <laughs> The shot. So Are you dry humping the air right now, Eric? <laughs> dry. What are you nuts? <laughs> so the shot it, it hits Murray kind of in the arm and and squirts right through him and is sitting in the crease squirts behind what? him. It squirts through him. Yes, through okay. him. And it's sitting in the crease behind him. And it's Colton Sissons for Nashville who comes up and pokes the puck in the net. But between him putting the puck in the net. And it just sitting there on the ice, the official blows the whistle. It was a goal, and they prematurely blew the whistle. Yes. Oh, that premature stuff just pisses me off. It gets me every once in a while. And so the goal is disallowed, but where the controversy comes in is Rule 38.4, Section 8. Jesus, are you kidding me? No, of the NHL rulebook, that in the event that a goal is blown dead, but it was still a good hockey goal, quote-unquote, we have that term just like football move, hockey goal, if it was a good hockey goal, the officials can go to video review to determine, even if the whistle has blown, that it should still be counted anyway. The officials did not even go upstairs. They just said no goal. Well, you know they blew I, that. I want to know what the hell is an, is a non-hockey goal when they throw the puck in? They just pick guess, it up and throw yeah. it in there? Yeah, or if, or if it's some, like, close play or something where the goalie could have had it. But that's the thing. It went right through Murray. He never had it. And then it's just sitting there in the crease because he, he thinks he has it, but it's behind him. And I think most of the Pittsburgh defense thinks he has it too. And Colton Sissons 
wax it in the net, but the whistle had blown first. Wow. Wax it in the net, man. Every wax time. in. So who are the early favorites looking ahead for next year? You think the Penguins P- are going to go three in a row? Nine to one Vegas odds. Jeez. To win it again. Penguins, yeah. by the way, the first team to win back-to-back Stanley Cups in 19 years. Since the Red Wings, right? Since the Red Wings wow. in 97, 98. And you know who broke that streak? Who, uh, the Stars did 99. That yes. is right. Yes. So. I can't j- but help but just feel so bad and terrible for the Predators, man. Like, what are they going to oh, do? Like, they yes. just like they just got to be so down right the now. I can't imagine. Feeling. I can't imagine anything making them feel better. Well, you bring that up. Uh, there is a a well. What? There was. What is there, Bab? I don't know. I love the Predators, and I'm crying myself to sleep. Don't you dare, Blue Boy. I need man. my binky. Son of a... It closed. Where are the beads? The link closed. Get the beads. The Eric, link get the beads. closed. Eric, are we doing you... that again? Please, the please. Beads. I need the beads. Oh, my. Oh, no. Here it is. Thank so God. there is a... Uh, there's not much of details on this. It comes from someone's Twitter account that's at uh, Reagan Mandeal, if what? I'm pronouncing I, that just correctly. Just play. If it's something I can listen to, please play. Okay. Oh, my God. Make the Predators feel better. Yes. That is the greatest thing I've ever oh heard. Yeah, this God. girl has to be like five, if even that. She tries to say PK Subban. What'd she say? PK Subban. Yeah, PK like, <laughs> Subban. Dude, that is phenomenal. Uh, I guess something that, listen, Predators fans, you got to feel better now. Oh, I would feel You've so gotta much feel better. better. Can we listen to that one more time? Dang Wait. it, I just closed it. Jesus, Bab. Bab Come you on. should just keep these things. I have so many tabs open during a show. I As know we get you through do, stuff, I close them man, out so I, I can figure out where everything else is. I just keep things forever near and dear to your heart. Oh, my goodness. Where are the damn beads? <laughs> Here they are. Thank you. Oh, No, goodness. these are too round. These are too big. Do you want that other thing? I, yeah, please. You know the... Here. I'm. Th- thank you. Another, uh, to quote ow, the... Ow. <laughs> Oh my Gosh. goodness, don't break everything. I didn't mean to. They <laughs> fell out of my hands. This quick puck has not been quick, and it has definitely no. been rough. I'm very loose. According to the rundown email that we got at like 4 a.m. from you working overnights at the fan, uh, segment two, Stanley Cup final, early favorites for next year, and then, quote, any random bab shit. What random bab <laughs> shit do you got for us, bab? Uh, game six of the Calder Cup finals currently in progress. Grand Rapids is a 3-2 series lead over Syracuse. Any players Woo! of note in that? Rec League hockey. Uh, no. Are they all drunk on beer while they're playing this? Probably. It I is know the, the AHL, are. and it is Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's a good way to end the first half of this show. Yeah. That's Holy Quick Buck balls. on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, and producer Bab. When we come back good after the break, fees. we're going weird with Wolchuk. We'll talk NFL. And then there is news in the fighting world. MMA and boxing finally colliding. Mm. Plus some Wonder Woman after this. Let's hear from Robert and the Diamond Broker. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original Diamond Broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. 
The Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas original diamond broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas, or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Welcome back to the Nosebleed Seats Podcast, the show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Schiafalo and producer Bab. That's a little bit of a taste of the bad music to come for our UFC talk, which will come up in just a little bit. But right now, it's time to get weird with yes. Wolchuk. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. That's ready to get weird tonight or what? Don't say weird shit. Time to get weird with Wolf Chuck, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weirdy, 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 weird. Today's episode number 19. Slow down with it, man. Give me a second. I need to put my weird shirt on, you jerk. Oh, now you got a shirt. I thought it was only the pants. Stop it. You know I have a weird shirt every week. You've had a weird pants every week. Give me a second, man. I'm putting my weird shirt on. All right, put the weird shirt on. I got my weird. Every week. My briefs are on. You never give me time. It's always my shirt. I specifically tease that we're doing Let's Get Weird next. So during the break, where we thank our sponsor, Robert, from the Diamond Broker. You've got time, and you're shellacking around rubbing yourself. Listen, man, that's what I do. That's my pre-show. That's my break. Dude. That's what I do. These are excuses. You know what? Excuses are like buttholes, Eric. Everybody has one, and they all stink. Eh, debatable. It's true. And you know what? Sometimes dates can stink, too. Not only that, they can get really effing weird. You ever been victim to a stinky date? I've been victim to more than a stinky date. Mm. A pooey date at that. Awful. This is a uh, story from the Chive. Gives us 13 times dating has just gotten bleeping freaking deacon weird. First story from Blueberry Eyes 24 on Twitter. Sounds hot. While I was rebounding from a five-year relationship, I went on a short, I went on a sort of date with this weird dude from my community college who kind of stalked me. It was pretty much harmless. We went to Buffalo Brothers, and he ordered two dozen wings with their ludicrous sauce. First of all, the dude's stalking you. Why the hell are you going on a date? You know it's going to be weird. Your fault, lady. Second of all, you're going to get wings on your first date. Respect. Yeah, yeah, respect. Sure, sure. (laughs) I love wings. Wings are good I love wings, too, but not on a first date. Dude, those are messy. They're going to get everywhere. Your hands are going to be stinking and smelling the rest of the time. Yeah, but you can see if your girl's down to get a little dirty. Oh, yeah, you can knock a lot of check a lot of boxes either off or cleared and move on with your life after that. I love checking box. Now, if you've ever had this ludicrous sauce, picture the spiciest thing you've ever eaten no. and multiply that by a thousand. I refuse. I refuse. I sat and stared in horror as he began eating. 
He had tears, snot, and sweat rolling down his face and dripping onto the table. That's my guy. But I guess in some attempt to impress me, he finished every single wing. My man's a finisher. He immediately excused himself to the bathroom and vomited everything up. Oh, no. Came out crying and took me home. I bet it came out like fireworks on the back end. He did pay for dinner, though, which was nice. That's respectable. Once we got to my house, he tried to kiss me. No! So sad. End story one. Dude, that's on you if you're looking for a kiss at that point. Um, that's what I'm saying, I man. You can't go to a wing place on the first date. There's just too many variables that could possibly just go terribly wrong. I respect the balls of the guy, though. He said, I'm bringing my first date. We're going to go in here. We're going to do the wing challenge, ludicrous sauce. Spice me up. That's something Marinade you do with like your buddies, your know, best that's friend. Not, that's man. why I love this guy. Like he just sounds like he just sounds like so dumb. But he sounds like to the kind of guy is. that's never been on a date before. He's stalking this poor girl. She's going out with him out of pity, and he completely just vomits all over himself. Quite a catch, literally. Story number two from the charity of me. Second date went zorbing. Anyone who doesn't know what it is, you zorbing. get strapped into a giant inflatable ball and rolled down a hill. You ever done this? Uh, I'm sorry, zorbing? I'm, I'm stuck on the word zorbing. I'm going to do some uh, dictionary.com. But zorbing continue. is you get strapped into a giant inflatable ball and rolled down a hill. Have you ever oh, seen those things? Means? Like Bubble Boy, Life? Yeah, that's gotcha. what it is. Okay, that sounds terrible. It was awful. The ball was inflated properly. So every rotation you hit the floor, it hurt. It was wet, so there was the water inside the ball, and we had to jump out at the bottom of the hill into a puddle, so wet socks galore. The whole experience was horrible. It gave us something to talk about, though, and we've been together now nearly four years. Oh, so success stories. Yes, so sometimes a terrible, weird date can turn into a hilarious story that you bond over, and now you're together four years later. Yeah, but the other guy had stinky breath, which is not a good thing. Flaming, ludicrous breath is not a good thing. Wet Uh, socks, though, seems acceptable. Really? That's what I'm asking. But if you both have wet socks together, so it's not like one person's got the stinky wet sock. It's a mutual thing, right? That's fair. All right, there it is. Story number three from Brooke underscore girl. Had a good friend at university who disappeared overseas for a year after he graduated. I stayed there to study and teach. And one day, I got a text from a number I didn't recognize saying, quote, hey, it's Joe from business school. Want to catch up for coffee? Question mark. Hadn't seen him in ages, so I said yes, very enthusiastically. Grabbing a cup of Joe with, uh, with Joe. With Joe. I walked into the coffee shop at the right time, looked around for Joe, and there's Joe from business school. A different Joe from business school. Whoa. I couldn't walk out because he'd already seen me, so we chatted politely for an hour and we've never talked since. Dude, that is a little weird. It sounds like someone Ooh. killed the original Joe. And came up. There were, must have been two Joes. Identity. One Joe, creepy, weird, unattractive Joe. Other Joe, politely maybe, seems Maybe nice. another faulty obituary situation. Could have been. Man. Story, next story from Joe Thomas. A lot of Joes. Friend's roommate took a girl home from the bar and they started drunkenly Airing each other's clothes off Ooh. as soon as they got through his bedroom door. This is getting steamy. Wow. She said she was self-conscious, though. So she, she wanted the lights off. Oh, yeah. He switched them off, and they started fooling around. She starts going down on him when all of a sudden, Whoa. the guy notices this horrible smell. Uh, wait, wait. She started going down on him, and he yes. realized the smell? He notices a smell. That's backwards, but go ahead. He mentions it. 
but she tells him to just ignore it. She fart? He's probably imagining things. Finally, Hopefully. the smell is too much, so he switches the lights on. Ew. That's when he sees it. Oh, God. Shit. Oh, no! Literal shit. What? All over her and all over the oh bed. Oh, my God. He is completely dumbfounded, doesn't know what to do or say. Apparently, all he did was yell, shit! <laughs> he was dumbfounded when he found the dump. She grabbed all her clothes and ran out of the apartment crying without saying a word, presumably still covered in poop. She literally shat the bed. What the hell? That is the worst thing I have ever heard in my entire life. I thought it was maybe just, you know, an incidental honest accidental fart oh and maybe my that's what it maybe that's what it started as and then, and then it was a surprise surprise how do you do you think she realized she was going to do that when she asked to turn the lights off that is yeah you wonder if she had already yeah but oh, she, that, oh, she knew she was like she, she, yeah, she had it planned out <laughs> she's drunk and knew this might happen turn the lights off i might shit and we'll just we'll just pretend it didn't happen i don't know if it says in the story but it sounds like this broad south african Rolls around in the own feces, huh? That's what she likes, man. That's what the... Uh, who likes to do that in South Africa? The female... The wild dogs. Oh, okay. The wild dogs. That's how they attract their mates. <laughs> that, oh, my God. That is gross. She literally crapped she on... She literally crapped the that, bed. I don't know if I've ever... I haven't heard something like that, That is man. bizarre. That blew me away. That's... I thought it was going to be some, like, infection, disease, you know what I'm saying? But for her to just blatantly dump in Ooh. the middle... Of some good old bumping ugly. I mean, that's a true. They weren't even. They like, were truly bumping ugly. She is ugly literally going point. down on her on this dude and does that. She's dumping. It's reverse Blumpkin. It's reverse. Yeah, it's reverse Blumpkin. <laughs> uh, it's a Blumpu. Man. Bab, Google Blumpkin because you don't know what it is. Urban Dictionary. Bab, I right think that now. one rates as one of the weirdest things that we've talked about. <laughs> reverse Blumpkin. I think she's. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bab. <laughs> Bab sees the results. <laughs> For those of you that can't oh, see Bab man. right now, he just Googled Blumpkin. It's like your grandparents seeing what the hell Blumpkin means for oh, the first my time. Oh, God. Now Google reverse Blumpkin and see if it even exists yet. Because I think these people started something. <laughs> I think this is a new trend. Urban Dictionary needs to pick up on this. Oh my god. Next story from Calvin Bastello. There's more. <laughs> more no, but it's on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh no. It's not. All right, this it, is no, it, is. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, oh my god. Okay, so reverse bumpkin. It's a thing. Can you give us the definition? <laughs> yeah, read it to us, Bab. Please read it. <laughs> All right, I'll read Bab it. Bab can't even he's, read he's it. So, he's turning bright red. He's just ashamed right now. Reverse Blumpkin. A variation of the Blumpkin where one gives oral sex whilst the <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> you can't even do oh it. man! Uh, <laughs> oh no! Okay. <laughs> All right. <Finish> Told you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't get through it either. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Where one gives oral sex whilst evacuating their bowels, thus utilizing both alpha and omega of the eliminant, 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 elementary canal simultaneously. Oh, big word. Or in layman's terms, when one sucks a cock at the same time. Oh. <laughs> 
while one sucks oh, a, a dingaling at the same God. time they're also beaming Shatner <laughs> off the Enterprise, the sucker and the crapper. <laughs> Oh, man. The, take the phone. Take the phone now. Oh, go wash your hands after that one, man. Oh, that's dirty. This oh is the God. best Get Weird segment we have ever done. This is my all-time favorite. Oh, I am crying God. right now. This is amazing. <laughs> and we're not even halfway through this. Oh, man. All right. So let's... All right. There's more. There's. I don't know if anyone's going to beat that. No. So this God. is from Calvin Bastello. Go to one of the best restaurants in the area for a first date. Bad idea. Sometimes pictures from someone 10 years prior or the person hides things, etc. But that wasn't the problem. She looked just like her pictures. But I didn't even have to have seen her first because everything else gave it away. She came in a giant t-shirt that had a sparkly pink pig on it. Earrings? Pig earrings. Sexy. Bracelets? Yep. Pig bracelets. Bacon. I swear her dad might have been Homer Simpson. She had this headband on with a little pig on it. Her shoes? Yep. Pigs on the front of the toes. But what was wow. best of all, she had a giant pink purse with the face of a pig on it. You've got to be kidding me. That's he went just... on a date with Miss Piggy. Yeah. No, he really Literally. Did. In the flesh. Man. She looks like she brings home the bacon. Internet dated a bar. First time meeting the guy. He tells me over a bowl of eggplant chips. But he's so good in bed that the last woman he bones spontaneously lactated from the mind pleasure of it all. I impregnated her that night right there. She gave birth a half hour later. And this has a has a has a little gif quote, the last woman he bones spontaneously lactated. And it's got like a picture of a guy's head like blowing up, like mind blown. That is That's gross. That is some powerful stuff. Val Love, let's hear what Val Love had to say. So this guy who was a big nerd asked me out on a date, and I said sure because he was cute and I liked him. I had been to his house before, so bean? after we, I had, I had been, I had been, I had no, no, been to yeah, his house. Thank you, thank you. Before, bean. so I'll bean. Oh, it's been a lot of beans and poops and beads and. I had been, I had been to his house before, so after we uh, got got done with a decent dinner, we go back to his place to watch TV. I should have known. But I just assumed this guy was really poor like me and couldn't afford to do more. So we get there, and none of his family is home. And as soon as we walk in, he is leading me to his bedroom, not even smiling, with a really solemn look on his face. I just kind of laughed, and I told him, I don't really have sex with everyone. I was expecting maybe we could act like that wasn't his intent, or he would be mad, but he just straight up started crying. The rest of the night was spent talking about how shitty high school is, and how much pressure he felt to lose his virginity, but didn't even like me that much. <laughs> he had a girl he actually liked, but wanted to be, quote-unquote, experienced. Sounds like a guy I know. Then we watched Mystery Science Theater. He's still one of my friends today, but it was definitely a weird day. If you want to turn a girl on, man, just throw on Mystery Science Theater. The hell is that? You can just skip MST3K, the MST3K, man. You've never seen that? Uh, bad, please. Tell me about the entire film right now. Quick, it's, 30 it's seconds. A, it's a TV show. Oh, it's a TV show? Yeah. It's no, just, I've never seen this. It's basically three guys who make fun of old movies. Oh, okay. Cool. Is it worth watching? It's on your yeah. DVR, isn't it, Bab? Uh, they don't run it anymore. YouTube. Ah, uh, YouTube. Have had three separate dates with three separate women that all turned out to be either... Christian revival meetings or young life. Wow, okay. It's like church dates. 
Matched on Tinder with a guy who decided that a great story to tell in detail on our date was about the time he fisted a lady and tore her up so bad inside that he was bleeding profusely and had to get to the hospital to get stitches. Jesus Christ, what, what are people sending in? Good God. After he was done telling the story, he told me he was glad I told him I was super squeamish because now he wouldn't try to show me pictures of all the blood he had saved on his phone. Kill me now. He also said he had been on well over 100 Tinder dates and I had managed to land in his top 10. You said Bean again. I never talked to him again. It is Bean. Ben. It is Bean. Like Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben is B E N. Like Big Ben. I've been watching you. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I was a waitress and I had a table of two guys. One was very cute and flirting with me, and we exchanged numbers. He asked me out and I said yes. Mm. I didn't really go out much, and he didn't tell me where we were going out or what we were doing. Me being young and dumb at the time thought that, that would be exciting. So he drives me a pretty good way from my house. And we go to an elementary school. That's where all the good stuff happens. Oh, yeah. I was really confused. Apparently, he was a basketball coach, and they had a game that night. <laughs> so at this point, I noticed I have no reception on my phone, and I really wanted to leave, but I thought maybe we were going somewhere fun afterwards, so I gave up trying to call. someone. So I gave up trying to call somebody to rescue me. I sat and watched the game right next to this dude's mom. Yeah, this was going real well. Wow, that's worse than the ludicrous buffalo wings. Finally, the game ended up. We go get in the car, and his friend from the restaurant gets in the front seat, making me sit in the back. I'm right. super uncomfortable with this, and I ask what's going on. They basically tell me they want to run a train on me. No, F that. Take me home now. Oh, my gosh. These people, man. That is just gross. Another one. We should have uh, just stopped at the reverse Blumpkin. Yeah, the reverse the reverse Blumpkin was, was bad. Hot okay. girl from class randomly walked into my dorm room. Love it. The door was random. Was normally open during the day. She was in the building visiting a friend and saw me playing guitar, so she came in and started flirting. Man, she that's... asked me to meet her at a nearby bar that night at 10, so I agreed. I get there at 10, and she introduces me to her boyfriend. I finished my beer and went to the bar by my with my friends where my friends were at. Finally, we got a girl making the mistake. Final story is by Smitten Kittens 97. Mm. He is the messiest eater I've seen in my life. Getting crumbs and food bits all over his shirt and the whole table. And it was just painful to watch. He also kept inciting I try his food. Insisting, excuse me, I try his food. But I'm lactose intolerant, so I declined. Can you just imagine this disgusting dude eating with his hands and fingers, shoving it in his face, and him <laughs> begging you to eat some? Well, then he began berating this woman. About her food choices and being a picky eater. Wow. They clear the table for dessert, and then he gets down on one knee and tries to give me a promise ring before he felt a special bond with me and wanted to pledge his life to me. Oh, my God. After having met online a few weeks ago. Yeah, no thanks. Politely as I could, I declined to, uh, which he started calling me ex expletive, so he starts cussing around Such in the middle move, of the man. restaurant and then ugly crying and stormed out. So I had to pay for the terrible date he asked me on because I didn't want to accept a pre-engagement ring. People out there are so freaking weird, but the best of the best in that whole list of stories. <laughs> Good old Brooke. The reverse Blumpkin, baby. Was that Brooke? I can't remember. I don't think that one was Brooke. It was a South African girl. Where was Brooke? <coughs> Excuse me. Wow, way to go. Man, that was fun, though. Holy jeez. Yeah, I think we should have stopped with the reverse Blumpkin. <laughs> reverse Blumpkin. Just go out on a high note. 
That was incredible. We'll never reach those heights again. No, I don't think there's any oh, way. Brooke was the uh, go grab a cup of Joe with Joe. Oh, that's right. The reverse Blumkin was Jocopotamus. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a lot of Joes. Isn't that bizarre? And I will was... save uh, that. That one went so well. I'm just going to leave that on a high note. We'll save what I have left for Let's Get Weird. Next week. Next week. Although I do want to play one kid. Bab, I don't know. Did you end up getting this? The 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 next, the future Eminem potentially of the world? No? All right, we'll save that for next week too. A little bit of a tease. No Split Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Giafalo, producer Bam. That was Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk. Now, Eric, it's time for uh, I know you and I's favorite time in the world we live in today. It's the NFL Roundup. Practically sexy time. It is sexy time. I'm always getting real sexual in here. Jeremy Macklin signed with the Baltimore Ravens. The time we were talking about this last week. Was he going to sign Baltimore or Buffalo? Well, shot the Buffalo. The Ravens ended up signing him, but I don't think he signed there just to play for Baltimore. What do you mean? Jeremy Macklin was offered free crab cakes for life Ooh, if give me you the crab sign cake. a deal with the crab cakes. You know I love the crab cakes. The finger foods, baby. Mm, I love me some crab cakes. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. Boom! Jimmy Seafood. A apparently famous seafood joint. I bet. In Jimmy. the Baltimore area. Good old Jim. Tweeted Jeremy Macklin offering him free crab cakes for life if he signs there. And it, they put pictures out of these crab cakes they look beautiful. They don't look like the overly fried yeah. kind. Very meaty. Nice sear on the outside. Oh, divine. Listen, man, Jeremy's doing it right. If you're going to get crabs from anyone, it's best you get it from Jimmy. Get the Maryland crabs, baby. Yeah, nothing better than Maryland crabs. And Jimmy's are the best kind of crabs. No one better to give it to you than good old Jim. About 23 minutes after the news broke of his signing with the Ravens, Jeremy Macklin, clap back, baby. He tweets back at Jeremy's at Jimmy Seafood. I read what y'all said. I love crab cakes, LOL. Yummy, yummy. Jeremy Macklin, you better eat all them crab cakes up. I'll tell you what. How about we come over? We'll do a live nosebleed seats from your crib in Baltimore. I like it. You hit up Jimmy's, get a bunch of crab cakes to go. Like where your head's at. Huh? Good stuff, I think Jeremy Macklin, we should become best friends. That might be one of the best. When you think about all-time athlete business moves, (laughs) Jeremy Macklin. Going to Maryland, going to Baltimore, just solely for the crab cakes. And he's going to make like $6 million guaranteed in the first year. And he's got a much better chance to win there than he did, would have signing in Buffalo. I mean, that, they, he, they need him there. He fills a void. That is a better business move than Kevin Durant to Golden State. That's better than KG to Boston. That's better than LeBron to Miami. When you think about just all-time business sports moves, way to go, Jeremy. God dang it. What a win for him. The Jets did cut Eric Decker. We talked about that. The Jeets? Yep, the Jeets. uh, They were looking into either trading or releasing Decker. Couldn't find a trade partner, so they went ahead and cut him. We should do a, um, not today, but we should do like a ranking of the sexiest NFL players because I think Decker's top five. His wife would be in there too. Yeah, Players' wives, my goodness. Jesse James, That's just a really beautiful couple. They're going to have good-looking kids. I think they already do. Do they? Yeah. So I guess some wide receiver hungry team is going to be looking for uh, maybe you can go grab yourself Maybe he can Decker. go to Buffalo since they lost out on yeah, there you go. offer him uh, free wings for life. Maybe Decker will be enticed by that. You go from the Jets to the Bills. You stay in New York, but you just go to the worst possible wasteland, and that's Buffalo. You know, some other stuff's going on in New York right now with the Jets. They don't have much of a quarterback. New York J-E-T-E Jets. Thank you, Tony. Um, Christian Hackenberg. Hackenberg, yes. 
and you can really sum up him as a quarterback just by using the first four letters of his last name hack guys can i can i admit something right now no please all right it's a safe space right so you guys won't judge me uh no promises we're the we're the only people that listen to this too right uh, so no one else is going to hear this obviously i um i was a huge christian hackenberg truther whoa i dude. i thought christian hackenberg stop, stop now dude it's gonna be the next i love how bro. you use truther instead of fan <laughs> i uh well because you know apologist you're a hackenberg apologist after his first year at penn state his freshman year with bill o'brien i saw true potential in this kid i th- thought he had all the physical tools he seemed like he had the skill set I thought he was going to be the next, like, highly regarded quarterback since Andrew Luck. And the dude has really just crashed and burned ever since that moment. Well, he's he's supposedly, I guess, projected to be the starting quarterback. Or I guess McCown is. But Hackenberg's in competition for the starting quarterback spot for the Jets right now. They're going through OTAs. And the only thing of note about Hackenberg is that he is so inaccurate. He continues. And this is from the big lead. Over the last two weeks in OTAs, media has been allowed to be present three times, and he has struck a reporter with the football twice in those three practices, which is practically like, yeah, yeah, like nailing (laughs) nailing a reporter due to inaccuracy. Supposedly on the big lead, they said when Hackenberg misses, he really misses. He's shooting blanks. He threw he only threw two interceptions in team drills, but nearly tossed six others. He says, I'm not talking about a receiver falling down. I'm saying the defender just dropped the ball. Ooh. He's nailing reporters. They're going to have a new stat for quarterbacks, at least in practices. Maybe they'll transfer it to games if Hackenberg can really pioneer this thing. A new stat for quarterbacks, uh, reporters hit. I think uh, that should go in the QB catalog next year, and, and Hackenberg will definitely be at the top of that list. Oh, man, the Jets... Are they going to end up going 0-16 this year, you think? Can I get another T-Rich uh, Jets chant, please? So eloquent. The New York J-E-T-E Jets. Love it. Love uh, the cheats, baby. They really Got suck. To Got to do it. The New Orleans Saints are expected to sign uh, Ryan Nassib, the former quarterback from Cuse. You're, you're Doug Marone guy, right? Doug Marone. Has he been fired yet? I know he hasn't coached the game there in Jacksonville, but have they woken up from no, that no. dummy dream there? Still, still have hired him. Okay. Uh, other Kaepernick news. You know, we've been big. We've kind of been supporters of Kaepernick a little I, bit I, here. I'd say we've been we've been relatively, relatively supporters of. I, I would agree with you because we we've acknowledged the fact that he's definitely better. You know, he's a top a lot 20 of quarterback out there. in the world. Walking the earth Certainly. right now, there is not 20 people, human beings, better at being a quarterback in the NFL than Colin Kaepernick. Tell you what, I've been on record, and I know there's family members of mine, because people really are just up in arms over the whole Kaepernick deal. It's kind of bizarre to me, because this country's built on freedom, right? And you're wearing you, your bald eagle shirt with yeah, the American America, flag baby. glasses right You now. have the right to do what you want, and especially since it was... It's not anything that physically harms anybody else. I don't know. I think it's completely been blown out of proportion. But to each their own. Believe what you want. Feel what you want. It's a free country. And I respect you. I would be totally fine and embrace Colin Kaepernick with open arms as the backup quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I, that's an interesting statement. You, you, I mentioned someone talking about that, about how Wade Wilson, quarterback's coach, I think, for the for the Dallas Cowboys, has has spoken decent decent regard of Kaepernick whenever asked about him. He's gone on record a little bit with it. And so I'm thinking, man, you know, especially now that Romo is gone, you guys need a backup quarterback. I know Dak's the man, and I'm all about dacking that ass up. But 
if he goes down isn't didn't we talk about the fit in seattle where you have russell wilson who's kind of that that uh versatile outside the pocket dual threat quarterback similar in ways to, to he Dak fits Prescott. the scheme he fits the scheme and what they want to do you would think it would be a fairly seamless transition you know you like having a backup quarterback and we've talked about this you like having a backup quarterback with a similar skill set as the starter skill set excuse me as the starter so that when you plug him in you don't really have to miss a beat you don't have to change up your offensive scheme and i think dallas would be a nice fit for kaepernick but america's team getting the guy who knelt on the National I don't think anthem. it will happen. I don't know if it but would, a, if it could a happen. Football standpoint, but it, I think it seems like it would make a, sense, it'd be man. A fit. I mean, I mean, and then you'd get yourself a top, probably two or three backup quarterback in the NFL easily, easy. So well, Jim Harbaugh, his former coach with the San Francisco 49ers, the man that really put him in position to start, took him to a Super Bowl, said, "quote I do believe that Kaepernick, yes, he's an NFL starter. He's still in his 20s. He's been very successful in the NFL level." Harbaugh told this to the Rich Irishman show. He said, my record is well documented that I think he will win championships before his career is finished. He's the ultimate competitor, very talented, and gives tremendous effort. He'll be at, he'll be the first one in the building, he'll be the last one to leave, and he'll be the one you can count on at the end of the day. I've never, ever heard him lie to me or anybody else before. So Harbaugh really out there in support of Kaepernick, basically singing his praises like, this is a guy that I'd want. And Harbaugh, we talked about it. That dude just wins games, man. Yeah, and, and Harbaugh doesn't have – I don't think he 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 has to step out and say something like that. No, so not that's, all. He's that's, in Michigan. He's not even in the league exactly. anymore. Exactly. So that's not even something he has to say. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy to mince words or try to do anything, say anything that he doesn't believe. He just seems like the guy that's going to shoot it straight. And if he's singing praises to Kaepernick, that's just another guy who knows what he's talking about that's worked directly with Kaepernick that knows, listen, the guy's a good player. And now we got Ryan Nassib getting signed and freaking Austin, whatever the bleep his name is, uh, from a couple of weeks ago. We just got backup quarterbacks galore getting signed. And you just got to wonder, what what is the deal? Are these teams just really blackballing Kaepernick? Or is he is the money just not right? If you want him to come in as your backup, does he not want the money, or does he not want to be the backup? He hasn't come out and said he doesn't want to be a backup. He hasn't come out and said himself that he's demanding X amount of millions. So I don't know what the deal is, but it is frustrating for a lot of these people that are you call yourself a what's his name truther, a Hackenberg truther. Well, for all the Kaepernick truthers out there, every single time a Ryan Nassib, a Joe Schmo off the street gets signed to be a backup. They get more and more pissed off. And and I get it to an extent, but then I wonder. I wonder about the money. I wonder about this and that. It's just crazy to, to, to see a quarterback that is as good as Kaepernick still out on the streets because you just never see that, the most important position in the world. No, you're you're right, man. You're right. I, I don't know. But this is going to get stretched we'll out. See. We talked it's about it. It's going to get stretched very loose. Yes, yeah, super loose. Stringy. It's going to be ridiculous. And who knows who what quarterback gets hurt and where Kaepernick steps in. But that's what it's going to take, it seems, man, because everybody's got their QB. And now Nassib. Who the hell is Ryan Nassib? Who the hell is that guy? Oh, yeah. What, He's what, a former first-rounder, isn't he? Whatever, whatever. Uh, what, what else? We got guys uh, making weights. Well, Eating that's, cupcakes. Yeah, so here's the thing, man. Apparently, if you weigh in on weight in the National Football League, um, you get bonuses. Well, you got to have a clause. I guess Not so, man. But, like, aren't that. you just... Isn't it part... That's your career. That's your job. So your job is to stay in shape, come into mini camp and training camp on weight, in shape. And if you don't, 
you're not doing your job. So now we've got to pay guys incentives. This is how lazy we are now to make weight. So big fatty, and I, I can make fun of fat people because I'm fat myself. So That's right. Fellow, yeah. fellow fatties can make fun of other fatties. That's right. Do you, man. Fatty Eddie Lacy, who, you know what, I, I, I like Eddie Lacy. I'm a fan of the fat person. When he's successful, it makes me feel good. Especially a fat guy with nimble feet, right? For you sure. He can run that. for a big boy. I like seeing it. Well, Eddie Lacy's decided, you know what, I got a bunch of clauses in my fat contract where if I come in on weight, I'm getting bonuses, baby. So he comes in weighing 240, I think it was, and he got a $55,000 salary bonus. Well, and just a couple of weeks ago, he had to make a certain weight, and he got yeah, something this is the similar. Second like one. So, yeah, he just got these in incremental things, and I think he's got them all throughout the offseason and into the season. Like at certain points, we have checkpoints <laughs> in the season where if he makes his weight, if he lays off the freaking cupcakes and Doritos, Lacey, we're going to give you 50 grand, homie. Well, Dontari Poe, the new nose DP. tackle or defensive tackle. Good old-fashioned DP. Also makes weight for the Atlanta Falcons. So Good for him. If he gets 330 pounds, they're going to pay him $500,000. They did it. He made weight. They gave him 500 k What do you have to do? Stay under 450 pounds? You just pounds? have to get to 330 pounds. Okay. And he did it. Nice. There you go. Props I'm, to you, I'm man. pretty sure. Uh, hey, that's not easy. Bell, the new left tackle for the Cowboys, or right tackle. He's a swing tackle kind of guy that they signed in the offseason. They had some kind of weight stipulation in there for him. So these players across the league, apparently, you come in weighing, we're going to put you on a little bit of a diet. If you weigh this, if you weigh that, we'll give you a little bonus. Here's here's a little more incentive to go ahead and not eat too many cupcakes well, hey, in the offseason. Well, here's the thing. You're complaining about it, but it's working. Oh, it's working. These guys are making their way. It's just mind-blowing to, to me that like they're getting bonuses for doing what they should be doing in the first place. Yeah, but I don't blame a player for just trying to milk anything Oh, he hell can no. Get, get your get money, his, baby. Yeah, yours, I'm all baby. for that. I'm never going to fault a guy for going and making his dough. Have your cake and eat it, too, fat Hell boy. yeah. Well, I don't think they can have their cake, too. Not yet. I, I think that they've got to stay away from the cake. What do you think? Like, you know how you see these former NFL players, and a lot of times, especially the linemen, the big guys, they end up, whenever they finish their playing career, they end up shrinking down. We like talked Dr. about it with Dr. John Michaels. Exactly. Dr. John Michaels, friend of the show, uh, official physician of Nosebleed Seas, came on with us, former first-round pick, 1996 of the Green Bay Packers. He was a 6'7", 300-something-pound offensive lineman, and now he's down to, what do you say, 220, something yeah. like that. So um, a lot of these guys shed weight. But I think Eddie Lacy's going to be one of those guys that you see in, like, three years. It may not even take three years. He looks years. like Jared Lorenzen. You're like, well, who the – is that Jesus, Flozell Adams, man? You're looking good. He really I is guess? a biscuit away from playing left tackle, Oh, man. you aren't kidding. I swear <laughs> he's going to – his last two years in the NFL, if he really wants to uh, – if he wants to extend his career, it's going to have to be on the offensive line. Des Bryant recruiting Darrell Revis on Twitter. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. So Des just pretty much just tweets it. Darrell Revis says, Dallas, question mark. You're going to love the culture. You're going to love what we got going on here. Waiting. Well, let me tell you. Let me let me say this because I heard on Fishnado, 105.3 The Fan, uh, Sunday mornings yes, with Sunday Mike mornings. Fisher. You got the Dallas Cowboys. And Nathan Wood. Morning, yes. what? You got the uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys insider and Mavericks insider, Mr. Mike Fisher. Everybody knows he is a just a connoisseur for all things Dallas Cowboys and Mavericks information. And he said that schools are exclusive. There was actually Revis posted on Instagram first before Bryant tweeted to him. Revis posted a photo on it on his Instagram where he's face to face with Des Bryant from a matchup from a few years ago. He's on the Jets, Bryant in the Cowboys uniform in there in their uniforms, staring each other down like on the field, up really almost like as close as Thompson and West were. 
but they had face masks on. So they so couldn't they, kiss. They couldn't kiss as much okay. as they wanted to. And uh, so he posts that picture of Dez and has some quote about saying how he needs to get back to covering the greats or something like that. And that was his tag. And then I guess Bryant saw that. I don't know if he tagged Bryant in it or what, but Bryant ended up seeing it. And then he took to Twitter. And then that's when he reached out to Darrell. So I just want to just chronologically here, Revis seemed to have almost reached out first, or at least Bryant took it as a little bit of a reach out because Bryant was in the photo with Revis on his Instagram. And then Bryant came back with the tweet saying, hey, man, you'd love Dallas. Maybe you should come here, yada, yada, yada. I like the youth movement that the Cowboys have. I think Anthony Brown is being completely overlooked. If you look at the stats from a year ago, Anthony Brown was one of the most consistent and productive corners in the National Football League in terms of not allowing completions and yards against him. I think Anthony Brown's very good now. We're assuming he can make that leap from rookie to second year. But I believe in him. Skanderick, you hope, is back healthy. But I'm a big believer in Jordan Lewis and Cheeto Ouzie, who the Cowboys have drafted. But, look, I'll say this. I would have no problem with bringing Darrell Revis in for a workout. Seeing what, There's just a lot of mixed opinions out there. You hear a lot of stuff from the Jets questioning his work ethic, questioning his really desire and passion to play anymore. If you don't have that, I don't want you anywhere near my football team. But if he still does have that passion, and they were losing in New York, I don't think they had any chance to win, and he probably knew that. Sure. That Maybe coming role. to a place where, where they've got a chance and they have Super Bowl aspirations will light more of a fire under Darrell Revis. I'd have no issues with bringing him in for a tryout. I just don't think the Cowboys will. Yeah, I don't think they will either, but it is true about Revis because I watched the Jets play definitely twice against the Dolphins last year, and it was noticeable how Revis just he didn't he was shying away from all contact. If he had to tackle someone, he just tried to do his best to avoid it. He did not want to get in on anything, and and I, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins had their way with him in pretty much both games. The guy was just not very front good. and back, front and back. Yes, especially oh. that's the, I mean his preference thing. And so we just rolled with it. Was and, there any um, reverse uh, Blumpkins? No, there was no reverse Blumpkins. But definitely, if we get Revis down to Dallas, we're gonna have to make that happen. Okay. Maybe Des will be interested. Hopefully. The other story revolving the Cowboys is rookie wide receiver Ryan Switzer. Hey, Rook. He's entering the uh, he's entering the building there, right at uh, the Star in Frisco, and he tweets out, "Was feeling pretty good about my Sunday evening workout until the security guard at the facility thought I was the new kicker." Wow. Yep, mistakes him for the new kicker. Now, in in the security guard's defense, Ryan Switzer is a bit of a smaller player, five foot eight, one hundred and eighty pounds. It's got a sting though, man. And he's a white guy, so he's Eric's kind of dude. Yeah, he's a grinder. But it does definitely. I mean, being mistaken for a for a kicker, right? Kickers are people too, though. He, but Switzer's a lunch pail guy. Switzer's a lunch pail guy. And then. That's funny, though. They, 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 they thought he was the <laughs> it's kicker. It's just ironic. Well, it won't be long before he scores a couple touchdowns oh, via no. the punt return, coming doing something mm. slick out of the slot. Mm, doing some magic. He'll go cop himself a touchdown, jump in uh, Zeke's arms, and they'll celebrate. And everybody will know Switzer is not a kicker. Not a kicker. And uh, to wrap up the NFL roundup here, who do you think was the top-selling jersey in the month of May in the NFL? Ryan Tannehill. No. J.H.I. Ryan Tannehill, I don't think, is even in the top 22. Cameron Wake. No. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. There's no... Jarvis Landry. No. There's no Dolphin in the top 25. Laramie Tunsil. No. Uh, it had to be Rashad Jones. No. Who am I kidding? 
Who am I kidding? It was Kiko Alonso, wasn't it? It was you not Kiko. You son of a gun. It, it was, was Mike Pouncey. Kiko. No, it was not Pouncey. Of course, it was Ted Larson. Who the hell is Ted Larson? I'm just really digging in the archives here. Well, what about those Ted old Larson? Chad Pennington jerseys? Oh, Penny Ooh, Penny. Those old pennies or the Chad Hennies? I love. Oh, screw that. No, I can't stand Chad. What about Henny. Dante Culpepper? Culpepper, his his very first throw as a Miami Dolphin slipped out of his hands in the pocket, and he recovered it, and that is pretty much summarizes his entire career as a Dolphin. And from that moment, they wondered why did we not sign Drew Brees? Don't even get me started. The number one selling jersey in the month of May in the National Football League was. Skittles, Marshawn Lynch oh, with the Raiders. That makes sense. New Jersey, everybody wants to get the New Jersey. Totally understand. Two Tom Brady, three Dak Prescott, four Ezekiel Elliott, five. Want to take a guess at this one, Bab? Brian Tannehill. Roethlisberger. Deshaun Watson. Ah. The rookie quarterback of the Texans, Derek Carr, Odell Beckham Jr., Carson Wentz, Julio Julio Jones, and Rob Gronkowski. Round out your top 10. For those interested, Colin Kaepernick is in the top 25 in jersey sales. He is number 17. Well, because didn't they go on that sort of, it was kind of the thing they did whenever it all went down. Everybody who supported Kaepernick kind of went online and bought his jersey, took a screenshot of it to show, hey, I'm in support of Kaepernick. I'm buying his jersey, this, that, and the but third. it's still going on in May? Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. Oh, so this is just for, just the, for, for the, the month of May. Okay. Yeah. Just for the month of May. Uh, other noticeables, James Conner. The rookie mid-round draft pick, the running back from Pittsburgh. Uh, good story. Went to the Steelers. Cancer yeah, he's number back. 11. He's ahead of Rodgers, Stafford, Brown, Khalil Mack, and then Edelman and Kaepernick. And then Jason Witten still hanging out in the top 25 at 22. Dez is at 20. Cam, Drew Brees, and Adrian Peterson are 23, 24, and 25, respectively. And for uh, my roommate who thinks Matt Ryan sucks, he's at 19 right now in top 25. Wow. Cannot believe there was no Byron Maxwell. What about David Fales? Who? Third string Dolphins quarterback. That's who. Who is that? That is our practice squad. Probably will not, definitely will not make the team quarterback. David Fales, Miami Dolphins. Where is he in the jersey rankings? Bob Grease. Wait, who? David Fales, you son of a gun. Jay Fielder. What about Jay Fielder? Who? How about Gus Farad? Oh, AJ Feely. Who? Can I get something for Cleo Lemon? Gus Ferrant went and Cleo just Lemon? ran into his own binky. Cleo Lemon. Cleo. Man, I'm over so this. So Tyler no Thigpen? David Fales went to San Diego State, though, on the real, didn't he? Yes, I'm pretty he, sure he I'm, did. I'm pretty sure he did. I know who David Fales is. If he didn't go to there, Ray he went Lucas? to Delaware. No, there's no Dolphin. I'm Brian sorry. Gracie? Not even Indomitian Sue, who would probably be the one that has the shot. Craig shot. Or maybe Jay Ajayi. People do are liking Jay Ajayi these days. Steve DeBerg? Yeah, are you? I'm just reeling this stuff off, Dude, man. just go... What's the score in the Colder Cup final? Like, come All on. Right, so, uh, two to uh, one. Syracuse. Oh, God, you know? Of course he does. Jeez, you're really paying so much attention to the show right getting now. Getting his updates throughout the show. That is it for our NFL Roundup. Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab on the ones and twos. Ladies and gentlemen, the news of the weekend. My man, the notorious one, the one and only Connor McGregor tweets out, big news is coming. I retweet and quote it. In which he liked and tweeted out because he and I are broskies. He didn't really do that, but we can pretend. Shut um, The world awaits. Next day, news breaks August 26th. The Money Mayweather team, his promotions, have gone out and booked a date. August 26th, they've booked out the MGM Grand in the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So McGregor's people went and 
Put it down. Mayweather's people. Oh, Mayweather's put people. It down. All McGregor did was tweet out big news to come, something along those lines. And then the next day we hear the news, August Dude. 26th. Date reserved. All right. You know what? Now I'm pretty hyped because it's August 26th. We finally got the date, and it's way closer than I thought. I thought it was going to be at least October, if not all the way to December before this thing went down. And we got it creeping up at the end of August? It's creeping, baby. I guess they want to get it in before this Canelo Triple G fight in September. We know originally they wanted the get date to in. be get September. They're moving it, it to 826. A826. August 26th. Yes, We're going sir. to Vegas. Dude, Vegas, baby, let's party. Mayweather, McGregor, let's get it down. All right, so they reserved it. Did we reserve our nosebleed section so oh, we can record live? Immediately. I, I immediately got on the phone. Actually, they called us and okay, they said, hey, you guys have been huge promoters the money of team. this fight. The money, no, the money team doesn't and, like us. Oh, okay. uh, so, McGregor Promotions. So you got him in touch with our and people. And Bob Arum. Got him in touch with our Dana people. Dana White hates, but he loved the fact that we played the audio of Dana White telling him to fuck off. So Bob Arum hit us up and said, yo, we want yeah. you guys on the row. Uh, to show for this fight. So it's going to be dope. It's going to be awesome. Mike Tyson, though. You guys know Mike Tyson? He's got that face tap from The Hangover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the dude. He's that good actor in The Hangover. Yeah, that's the dude. He spoke to Sirius XM saying that McGregor would look, quote, really ridiculous if he tried to seriously box uh, Floyd Mayweather. Quote, no, I don't believe it could ruin boxing at all. Only way it could ruin boxing is is if McGregor goes and boxes Floyd because he's going to look really ridiculous boxing him. But if he goes in there with the UFC stuff, now this could be really entertaining and interesting. Tyson is probably right, some some would say. But uh, he says McGregor doesn't win in a boxing match. And i got to be honest, uh, you guys know, and people that listen to the show, you know I, I'm a McGregor fanboy. I don't care. I live at large. But Ignorance is bliss, baby. Man, anytime you know this fight gets brought up and I'm excited about it, I'm like, McGregor's going to KO him with that left hand, baby. I get laughed at. I yeah. get straight up laughed out of the room. I'm just not smart enough to know how tough it is to go. It oh, seems like either. it would be ridiculously tough I've to never go boxed. from one sport to another like that. The thing is, to me, though, people say that, but it's not. There's boxing in MMA, so it's not like he's not training for boxing at all. Sure, it's and just a especially small since element. the stand, it is a small element in a bigger world of mixed martial arts. But it's not like you're going from football to basketball. It's not a completely ridiculous transition that you're not doing it at all. For sure. Even though I, I'd be more confident in LeBron James being a wide receiver in the NFL. Going to play than, some tight ends. Yeah, than Conor freaking McGregor going to do some boxing. Well, I've got some numbers. ESPN put out an article about how much money could this Mayweather-McGregor fight actually make. So ticket sales alone. Ticket sales for Mayweather-Pacquiao were 79.1 mil. The projected sales for Mayweather-McGregor are $70.1 million, so just a little bit short. Wow, that's interesting. I figured it would be through the roof. I thought so as well, but maybe you've got purists or, or people out there that just think, this is stupid. The buildup on that Pacquiao fight was insane, too, because that it was, was years, years in the making. Years in the making. I will say, though, once you start to get a, a sit-down press conference with McGregor and Mayweather in the same room, oh, the sound bites of that are going to be through the Dude, roof, yeah, baby. yeah, that's going to be freaking great. Pay-per-view sales projected for... Mayweather McGregor, 475 mil, which would eclipse Mayweather Pacquiao by 455 mil. So they think more people will watch, less people will go and attend the fight. Okay. Sponsorship sales. Mayweather Pacquiao, 18.4 mil. This one, Mayweather McGregor projected 22 mil. So also considerable amount more. Merchandise sales. One mil for Mayweather Pacquiao, double that. We're at two mil. 
for Mayweather McGregor. Are you going to get a Mayweather McGregor foam finger or what? Oh, I've already got the foam finger in the mail, baby. It's shipped. No, Nevada betting. I'm not talking about your toy. I'm talking about, you know, the foam finger. Yeah, the number one. Oh, okay. And it's got the, the Irish flag on it with yeah, McGregor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got it coming. Don't worry. Nevada betting line. Estimated Nevada betting on Mayweather Pacquiao was 70 mil. This is supposed to drop less than half. Only $30 million in bets for Mayweather McGregor. You want to win? You got to bet big to win big, baby. The turnout for McGregor, if you were to win this, you're going to get a ton of payouts. I'm dropping at least 50 bucks. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to put that out there in the world. A minimum of 50 bucks on Connor. I'll either swallow the sword and I'll lose my money. But on the off, on the off chance that he does KO Floyd, the return is going to be huge. Why would you swallow the sword? I swallow everything. Um, the bottom line, the total for Mayweather Pacquiao projected every everything total revenue 623 and a half million dollars the projected total revenue for this fight between floyd and connor 606.1 million i don't know i just feel like you could spit the sword i, I don't know oh so you're not a you're a spits over a swallows guy only with swords but you know how it goes so we'll wait and find out the effect Official, official, exclusive, exclusive, as Mike Fisher would say, right? Fishnado. Uh, the the final say on what will happen is August 26th confirmed between the two. All indications seem like it will be. So we'll have more fun to talk about with that. I recently did come across a wonderful page called Goalcast. www.goalcast.com. Videos of athletes and celebrities essentially just giving you motivational inspirational speeches and Conor McGregor was on there talking about his way in fighting through adversity uh, in this video here it's only about a minute and 38 so enjoy it and listen to Conor McGregor and how he fought through adversity in his way to the top of the in the fighting game God I was a waster you know what I, mean? I was a waster got that called that a lot you know what I mean but in the struggle, you know, when, when things are going good and you visualize these good things happening, you visualize more good things happening, that's easy. What's not easy to do is when things are going bad and you're visualizing the good stuff. And that, that was what I was able to do. I was able to, you know, even though I was having these troubles at home and even though I had no real, I had no job, no, you know what I mean, or whatever, didn't know what actually what I was doing. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. But I still was able to feel like it was. I still was able to go into a different... Just like my, use my imagination, like a kid would use his imagination. I was basically just using my imagination, like, and then, and then when, when I start getting that focus and realize, no, fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this happen. So it's all just a perfect storm that's happening for me, and that is why I have this tunnel vision, and that is why I'm willing to kill every single man in my path. You have a clear picture in your head of something that's, that's gonna happen, and a clear belief in that it will happen no matter what. Then no, nothing can stop it. You know what I mean? It is destined to happen, and that—that's what—that's what happens. You know what I mean? It's, it's perfect. You know, I'd rather shoot and miss than not shoot at all. That—that—that—that—that's fear. That—that's what fears me. I suppose you just have to outwork that. You have to outwork that fear, outwork that doubt. Oh yeah. The notorious one, Conor McGregor, August 26th, ladies and gentlemen. The white—the wait. Will be over. I gotta say, I got love for that. Uh, what he just said. That was go, nice. go ahead and check out some of those videos, man. They're all awesome. I mean, regardless of if you like the individual or not, they're all really, really cool stuff. Uh, the UFC also this past weekend had a fight night in Auckland, New Zealand. Mark Hunt, the main event, 
knocking out Derek Lewis. Well, it wasn't really a knockout. It was a fourth-round finish in which Derek Lewis kind of just gave up. He was physically exhausted. Wait, that's Mark Hunt or Mike Hunt? Mark. Okay. Mark Hunt defeating uh, Derek Lewis and Mark Hunt fighting in his hometown of Auckland, New Zealand. Derek Lewis retiring after the fight, saying uh, he's done, he's moving on. The co-main event of that one, Daniel Kelly, the Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I, I, I. He lost. Got knocked out by Derek Brunson in what was otherwise a pretty lackluster card. This weekend, the UFC fight night, well, the UFC travels to Singapore. The main event, Holly Holm, the former bantamweight world champion, against Betch Correa, the former bantamweight title contender. They'll get it on in the main event of that one. The co-main event, Arlovsky and Tibora in a heavyweight fight. Kim Covington, uh, Safadine Dos Anjos, Tarek Safadine and Rafael Dos Anjos, former lightweight champion, get it on as well. So that'll be a fun event in Singapore Saturday night. If you're bored, you got nothing else to do. And that does it for this edition of tonight's UFC talk. Now we move into Wonder Woman, which I saw and I teased at the end of last week. I've been wondering about your thoughts. Wonder Woman directed by uh, Patty Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, not sure which way it's pronounced, uh, an Israeli beauty. Mm. She is, is Israeli, actually spent two years in the Israeli military, and believe it or not, I believe it was Egypt. The country of Egypt refused to show this film Sexy. because she spent two years in the Israeli army and they're currently at war. Are in disagreements with Israel. Yeah, so some political ties there. Chris Pine uh, is co-stars in it with Gal Gadot. They had an unbelievable chemistry, the two of them. I heard, now this is just what I heard, he was a little bit of a... Really? In the movie. Why? In the movie, that's just what I heard. I haven't seen it. his character? Just his character was just like a total, kind of just a a little bit of a Well, he's a spy. He's a spy. That's, That's what he is. He's a spy. So, you know, he's not exactly like a war hero kind of guy. He's he's brave. He has brave moments. I wouldn't say he's a he's a pussy. All right, fair enough. I wouldn't call him that. Overall, I thought Wonder Woman was awesome. I think DC finally got it right. If you want to compare the first film to, to some of the movies that Marvel's done with the first Captain America, the first Thor, uh, the first of those kind of films, I thought it was just as good, if not better. It's right up there in the DC hierarchy with the Dark Knight trilogy, V for Vendetta, and now Wonder Woman. I'm really excited. A little more excited now for the, for the Justice League. Patty Jenkins, who directed this, uh, the biggest opening weekend for a film directed by a female in cinema history. Movie opened over 100 mil. Last weekend, I think it made another $50 million. So it's killing it domestically and internationally. I don't want to give too much away about it if you haven't seen it. But it's got a lot of good action. It's got a lot of good humor. It looks great. The, the world that the Amazonian women are from, oh, I wish we could just go and live there and, yep. and build a studio. But you went and saw it in 3D, and I'm not a 3D guy. You don't have to see it in 3D. If 3D is not your thing, I'm sure it wouldn't. you wouldn't lose out on much. It'll probably be a little brighter because 3D makes everything a little bit darker. I thought it was a good 3D film. I enjoyed it in 3D. But you could probably have the same uh, feeling of, wow, this is a visually stunning film not seeing it in the 3D. I think you'd be fine. Okay, cool. Overall, I would say go see it, man. I'm really excited. I think it's pushing DC films in the right direction, and we'll see how Justice League does in November. It definitely uh, sets that up a little bit more as it all kinds of ties into the relationship continued from Batman versus Superman with Wonder Woman and uh, Bruce Wayne, played by Ben Affleck, a.k.a. Batman. Speaking of Batman, we lost a legend in the Batman 
universe. Adam West, who portrayed Batman for years on the television series, the original series in the 60s, it was really one of the first uh, TV shows, if I'm, if I'm correct, that I think was in color. And Adam West passed away this past weekend. I'm a huge Batman nerd. Yeah, I was I was always a Batman guy. I'm not crazy into superheroes, but whenever I was a kid, Batman was my thing. I I was him for Halloween plenty. I had his costume. I thought I was Bruce. Did you watch the uh, TV series or Batman the movie with Adam West in it at all? Uh, well, I, I watched it a little bit. It was whenever I was younger. We I would see it from time to time. But I'm that's what I'm I'm less familiar with that obviously than I am any of the newer stuff. There was a beautiful tribute that was made on YouTube that I found of Adam West. He gives a little maybe twenty seconds of. Him, just you can hear the big, powerful voice, him acting as Batman in, in the goofy, campy, kind of just fun, lighthearted TV series that started the phenomenon that is now the Batman franchise. Hand me down the Shark Repellent Bat Spray. A routine question. Have you recently sold any war surplus submarines, and if so, to whom? Salt and corrosion. The infamous old enemies of the crime fighter. Here, take my bat radio. Take my bad radio. Adam West passing away at the age of 88 in Los Angeles, California. He was incredible on screen, but he may have been even more incredible off. I mean, I... I, I, (laughs) Tell me more, please. (laughs) Okay, so I came across this story on men's health. They were obviously, um, you know, mourning the loss of Adam West, but they they came across some funny anecdotes that we got from West himself. We have have quotes from Adam West, and we we also have quotes from uh, Burt Ward, who played Robin. At the same time, back in the '60s, uh, so this is Batman and Robin in real life, and this is what they this is what they get to talking about. So, according to Bonkers, I guess this is who got it from. Um, it says, "Let's see, West slept with up to eight women daily." Whoa, what? In fact, daily. It seems the only impediment or impediment to West getting action was the physical limitations of the bat suit. Because of that, West explained, "You gotta have quickies." And as we know here on Nosebleed Seats, with our quick puck, everybody knows nothing like a good old quick. Although we've been we've been getting longer, I think, with, with more practice. Yeah, well, the we've stamina. been lasting just a little bit longer each time. Practice comes perfect, baby. Um, so there, there's more here, and so this is uh, this is Adam West talking about. Let's see, this is uh, this is West talking about him and Bert Ward again, the guy that played Robin. He said, "Bert and I were like kids in a candy store." It was the swinging 60s with free love and women threw themselves at us. I remember one night with eight different women, and pardon my French here, but he says, orgy is a harsh word, but it was eight at one time. I'd have young female co-stars in my dressing room at 745 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. So this guy was just just painting the freaking well, walls. Dude, you're living the dream. You're, you're Batman. You're a sexy, strapping man. Hell yeah, you should have all the women you want. Just shag all day, baby. Well, then Ward steps in. Again, this is Robin, Burt Ward. He comes in and he says this. He says, uh, when I entered Batman, I was a naive 20-year-old who only dated a couple of girls. said, I met Adam West, who immediately introduced me to the wildest sex debauchery. Or, yeah, debauchery. Debauchery? Debauchery. All right, thank you for that. I met Adam West. I'm going to start this over. I met Adam West, who immediately introduced me to the wildest sexual de- what is that again? Debauchery. Debauchery that you can imagine. We often found that women were banging on our windows what? while we were bedded down with other women. 
So it's like they're 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 doing it with a couple of women, and there's other women banging on the window, like begging and pleading to please, come and get let some me from in. Robin. Let, Adam, let me in. Robin, let me in. Batman, please. I, you know, I wonder if Batman or Robin ever experienced a reverse Blumkin, Blumkin situation. Oh, I bet there was. You'd some have Blumkin to imagine action. they did at some at point. least eight a day. I'm sure one out of the eight. All right, so Ward, aka uh, Robin, continues to say. We're talking about wild times in the dressing rooms, on the set, between the shots, in the lunch wagon. Between the sheets. And then, of course, doing the personal appearances on the weekend. That's where it really got wild. And I have to be honest with you. We became like sexual vampires. <laughs> Quite a quote there from Mr. Robin. Babby, you got Bert something Ward. to add to this? Yeah, of You're the humor. Because I, I know Adam West more from Family Guy than I do from Batman. Oh, that's true. Because he does have a role yeah, in Yeah, because he's Mayor Adam West that's right. on Family Guy. And Such this a great is, character. And this is something, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but this is an interview with Seth MacFarlane, who does most of the voices on Family Guy mm-hmm. and created it. Yeah. McFarlane. McFar- it's McFarlane. McFar- whatever. Debauchier. That guy. The Family Guy guy. Um, of when they brought Adam West onto the show and they were trying to get a hold of him and in this maybe a 30-second clip or so, but I find it hilarious. We were kind of trading calls with him. Uh, he was he was home, I guess, in, in Idaho. And he, um, <laughs> you know, at one point, I remember we hadn't been able to get a hold of him in a while. And we finally reached him at home. And we said, Adam, gosh, it, it's, it's, we finally got a hold of you. It's like trying to reach the Pentagon. And he goes, well, boys, our nation's security is my top concern. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why do and you we even like, need him if you can do that? That sounded exactly like <laughs> And we were like, that's great. Uh, that's cool. But so what are you up to? Oh, I'm just pouring some dog food into a bowl. He does a great impression of him because if you've ever heard Adam West say anything, that's exactly how he sounds. Gosh, man, that's amazing. Adam West, a.k.a. the first Batman, was a hero on and off the screen. We love it. We love it. We love you, Adam. Makes me think of who is your favorite Batman of all time? You know, uh, you, yeah. go, you go through, we've got recently Christian Bale. Well, after That's about the Dark only Knight one trilogy. I know. So, so yeah, George and Clooney. And I just hate Ben Affleck. Val Kilmer, Ben Affleck. Well, after what I just read, I think I got to go with Adam West. Adam people. West, of Come course. On. For me, guys, I'm going to go with a little bit of a left uh, a left hook here. Clooney? Uh, as, as Connor would do. No, I'm not going Clooney. Kilmer? I'm going Kevin Conroy, mm. who is the voice of Batman in the Batman the Animated Series. He also voices him in the Arkham video game series. He's really he, he's voiced him in a ton of animated Batman versions. But to me, aside from the Dark Knight trilogy, which I love, I think the Dark Knight is the best film. It's my favorite film of all time. I, I think it's hands down the best. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But Batman the Animated Series, which aired from 92 to 95, and it starred Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman, is just some of the greatest Batman work I've ever seen. And it really added to the Batman storyline. They came up with the backstory for Mr. Freeze. They actually introduced Harley Quinn and created Harley Quinn. Wow, so okay. they've had a lot uh, that and added to, to the storyline of Batman and the source material that the comic books hadn't even done. So... They've done incredible creative work there. And here's a little taste of Kevin Conroy, my favorite Batman. Fear toxin. Bruce. No, not now. You are a disgrace. No, no, 
You are not my father. I am not a disgrace. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Yeah! Then you get the Danny Elfman music. Damn, I'm hyped. That was the best. I'll tell you what. You are freaking right about that. Man, that was great. If you ever just want to binge out on some Batman the Animated Series, to this day, if it is on television or if I can find it on Netflix or Hulu, I will watch it. Those shows were the best. That was from the episode Nothing to Fear, uh, where I believe it was Scarecrow ends up kind of messing with Batman's head a little bit. I'll tell you what, toxin. I got a little K-Con, a little Kevin Conway mm. chub going right Kevin now. Kevin Conroy is the freaking man. Uh, coming out this weekend, All Eyes on Me, the new film Tupac. about Tupac. I'm excited about that. Cars 3 is also coming out if you're into that. 47 meters down, the new shark kind of film-looking thing. Looks pretty with scary Mandy Moore. Me, I think Mandy Moore's in it. That looked kind of freaky. I think it looks trashy, dude. I'm sure it'll be trashy, but it definitely looked like it would freak me out a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely into All Eyes on Me, though. I don't know when I'll get to check it out, but that's definitely next on my list of films to see. So I'm curious uh, though about 40 47 meters deep is that does that surpass balls deep? I mean I think that's more than balls. I think is that's that like more a, than balls that's deep? Like head and shoulders, knees okay. and toes. Yeah, so they kind of just skipped deep. balls deep and they just went right to 47 they meters. They went 47 meters deep, baby. Cool. Just checking. That's how we wrap up this episode number 19 of the Nosebleed Seeds podcast with Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, follow producer Bab on the ones and twos. Thank you, everybody, who's been a part of this one. Thank you, Deja. Thank you, Susanna. With our media team, hit us up on the Love tweets, you. at Nosebleed Pod, on the Facebook, Nosebleed Seats Podcast, on the Insta, NBS Podcast. And we got a new website coming your way shortly. We're waiting on it to officially get uploaded before we let you know the information of the site. Hopefully next week it is up and running. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Hit us up on Blog Talk Radio. Message us if there's anything we can do you want us to talk about. You have questions, comments, concerns. We're here for you. This is a family event, and you are family as a member of the Nosebleed Seats tribe. Everybody, hugs and hand pounds. Take care. Come poised. Just do it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.